Hey everybody, it's Zach. I'm sitting here on Christmas Eve, uh, about to upload our holiday episode, and sadly, things don't always go the way we intend. We have a wonderful holiday episode for you. But the technology gods did not agree with us this week, so the file is a little bit corrupted. There's going to be a skipping sound happening throughout the entire interview process with me and Paul, but it's a fun time and we talk about awesome stuff. If you can suffer through, I love you. There's some great stuff and we know you'll enjoy it, but if you can't, I totally get it because who wants to listen to skipping? But I just wanted to take a quick second to... In case you don't listen to the episode, just let you know how much I love you all, how much this podcast has meant to me, how much it has meant to me hearing from you and making episodes for you over the past year. And I'm looking forward to many, many more. I love you all so much. I'll see you next Monday. Now, without further ado, our Christmas episode. Hey everybody, you're listening to Big Things with Zach Miko, and on today's episode, we have a Giant Things Holiday Special with Paul Guyette and Zach Miko. Now sit back, relax, and listen to the theme song. All right, and welcome everyone to Big Things with Zach Miko. As always, I am your host, Zach Miko. How's everybody doing today? It's Christmas Eve when this posts. It's the day before Christmas Eve right now, but it's Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas for those who celebrate. Happy holidays and happy new year to everyone else. Um, guys, our year is, is, is done. We're done. We're over. The year's over. 2018 just came and went. It is... It was a whirlwind adventure for all of us, Um, and hopefully humanity continues to exist in 2019. Um, We have a great show for you. As always, you guys know my good friend Paul Guyette, and every about six weeks or so we do an episode of Giant Things, and we are bringing you the holiday special of Giant Things today. We're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to answer a couple questions that were sent to us. uh, spoiler alert, I will in detail describe the entire movie of It's a Wonderful Life from start to finish. I don't know how it happened, but it was one of those things where we realized we were halfway through it, and I'm like, all right, we're going we're gonna to discuss the whole movie. So if you haven't seen the Christmas classic It's a Wonderful Life, you're about to relive it in uh, beautiful voices. Um, but yeah. Cannot wait to get with it. Me and Paul had a great time, as we always do. So without further ado, may I present Giant Things with Paul Guyette and Zach Miko. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Giant Things with Paul and Zach. Ha, 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 ha. And ho, ho, ho. Oh, 
it's our oh, oh. our Christmas slash holiday spectacular, but we both celebrate Christmas, so we're yeah. probably going to focus on that. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, I, I like to wish people a solemn and dignified Ramadan, yep, but mainly yep. that's because Krusty the Clown said it in The Simpsons. Exactly. I do that. Happy Hanukkah and all yeah. that fun stuff. Um, Have you ever been corrected? Like, do you, when you... That's something I wanted to talk about. Sure. So there's this huge debate in the, the internets um, of, like mostly right-wing people but mostly mm. christian people mm. getting furious at yeah. the war on christmas we're not allowed to say merry christmas and how horrible it, and i just i never understood it because one i've never been corrected no one's ever been like eh, don't say merry christmas we're almost seven feet tall that could be part of it as part of it too <laughs> and as a person who <laughs> celebrates christmas i've mm. never gotten angry at someone for wishing me a happy holiday yeah. people are wishing you well yeah and you are furious of the way they wished you you well. didn't wish me well the way i wanted to be wished well i yeah. know it's fucking nuts to me i'm like how is this upsetting well they said happy holidays they should say merry christmas maybe they don't fucking celebrate christmas i mean i don't even think <laughs> like, it's it's not even a discussion thing it's it's you are tr okay for people who are over 60 i get it it's the way you were brought up that's fine whatever but for, for always, young people it's like yeah. it's about it's about being inclusive like that's the beginning and end of the argument there, there's no reason to be up if someone tells you to go fuck yourself be upset yeah someone's wishing you a happy holiday man fuck it i've also never met i don't know you're jewish or or not jewish or christian yeah. or catholic or you know hey uh, solemn dignified ramadan and you know? that's the thing i've also never met a, a jewish or muslim or hindu or taoist or buddhist person who's gotten angry for someone saying merry christmas to them either yeah. it's not a problem no. it's never been a problem i it, it's like it's like they're getting mad that some of us choose to say like because i we live in new york city mm -hmm. When I say goodbye to people, I say happy holidays. Mm -hmm. I say happy holidays because I don't know what holiday to celebrate. Yeah. And you never know who will get offended. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it makes no difference in my life. They know damn well what I meant. And when I hand them a candy cane while I say happy holidays, they get it. They know, they know what I'm into. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Also, it's candy. I mean, when did, <sighs> when did our candy canes more Christmas oriented? I think so. I think, I don't even think of them as Christmas. I think of them as winter. Thing. Yeah, peppermint kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I think they started with Christmas because I know I don't know who else gives out candy. I mean, um, I mean in Hanukkah they have Hanukkah gels. Has, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got delicious. stuff. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing is, I've never had somebody randomly be like, "Okay, happy Hanukkah." Yeah. Like just or like you know. Well, you it's know, because like uh, you know, it being a quotation fingers Christian country because sure. most of the the most prominent religion in our country is christianity and it's a part of our culture whether we like it or not that's why we can't buy beer on sundays at certain times you know what i mean like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's ingrained its way into society well, if american horror story apocalypse is to be believed satanism is actually larger than christianity oh good but again you know that is the guys who made glee and i don't know and how no Satanism better than glee oh man <laughs> it was a cult man Leah Michelle is the leader of the cult. We're starting that rumor today. Yeah. Leah Michelle is a Satanist. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. The only thing I will say, I do like alliteration. So happy holidays. You know. It's good. And I also like. Um, happy Hanukkah. Same thing. But. With Merry Christmas. We always say Merry Christmas. But like whenever I like go to the UK or 
see my British friends or watch. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas makes me happy. I don't know why. It's it, like it very sounds charming. like something from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. It might just be that slight, you know, that little frisson of differentness. Yeah. You know that yeah. like the UK has over this. It makes me. It makes. Yeah, I like. It. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. Have you ever had chestnuts roasting on an open fire? I've had chestnuts roasting on a New York City hot dog cart. I have never <laughs> done that because every time it's I so gross. Is it? I'm okay. sure it's. I'm sure it's delicious over an open fire. But literally, because what happens is they'll have a pan, yeah. full of coals, yeah, um, next to the dirty water dogs, and they have them. And like, I was like, I'll have a bag of chestnuts. That sounds great. And they've been, they're not Just like, burnt. they're burnt until they're burnt. they explode. That's the thing. They don't, um, season, they don't like toss them and make sure no. they're cooking evenly. Like they don't cook anything. No, hot, that's why the everything hot comes soak, out. The water gets hot enough. And then I guess the diseases are gone. I the guess. little shish kebab thing they have that they never oh rotate. Cause that meat's always just sitting there. I wouldn't, you'd have, let me, let me think. I'd need eight hundred dollars cash to eat one of those. Oh, I, I'd never. I've never had one of those. I've never had the only street meat that I'm comfortable. <laughs> I would with. eat it if it just. I wasn't paying for it. Like I don't think I'd buy it. Really? If someone was someone like, hands you this and you you see them pick it off of this 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 hot metal and it's like. Well, it's that. different because like you know we live in a story. It's very Greek, so there's a lot of souvlaki things. Okay, so like so for me that I mean that's I'm also talking about different. like the, the sabret but, vendors. In yes, Manhattan. those are the weird ones. Yeah. No. I mean, I've never gotten sick from eating a hot dog, but like I've never gotten sick from eating a hot dog either. Like people are so afraid of it. I'm like, I've eaten thousands of New York City hot dogs. Maybe we're just so full of bacteria at this point that it like recognizes its own and doesn't cause a problem. I think it's because I spent my whole life never using the Purell thing. That's oh. <laughs> and you're just licking just, your hands I'm clean. Just, I'm just yeah. constantly building up immunity. It's nice. No one else can touch me, but like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can eat street meat. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. God, what's it? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's <laughs> Activia has got nothing on what's churning around in my gut. Yeah. I can yeah, digest yeah. pretty much anything <laughs> except for milk. Like yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hot dogs, though. I, I can have a hot dog. Not, no want. milk or cheese, no, though. No Thank milk you. Or cheese. Yeah. Well, I can have it. I just have to plan on staying home. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you tried like, the supplements, like the, the rice milk, almond milk? Um, milk? Y- yes. And I, so, yes. And I like them. And so I never was a big milk drinker. It's cheese. It's all cheese is my thing. I was never a big milk drinker. Every once in a while, I like a glass of milk with a little Hershey syrup in it, you know, if yeah. I'm going to. Because milk doesn't taste like anything. No, it tastes like fat. It tastes like uh, thickened saliva. Yeah, yeah, no. You know? it, it's yeah. Like, it's just it's that like fatty, viscous thing. And people hate that being described that way, but it's literally what it's it is. It's milk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, sorry, um, guys. Sorry, big sorry, milk. Sorry, big milk. <laughs> Coming at you with our yeah, almonds, exactly. and our hard-headed and our Satanist conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> no, the um, I don't know, but like if I have cereal now, I have almond milk because I'm just tasting the cereal. I don't give a shit about the milk. Yeah, and basically, the milk is a vehicle. I just need something a step up from water if I'm yeah. eating cereal. <laughs> Although I will say, in like the old days, I used to do the cinnamon toast crunch thing. You drink that milk at the oh, end. Oh, well, that's different. That's that's pretty amazing. Yeah, um, I'd buy that. I they sell it. might. They do. Well, they sell different flavors. Um, Mamafuku Milk Bar sells cereal milk. Mamafuku Milk Bar. Mamafuku Milk Bar. Mamafuku. Or Mamafuku? Um, everyone... This I, is a new thing for me. It's a New York thing. I would hope so. It's David Chang's restaurant, Mamafuku. Okay. Um, and then he opened up his um, pastry chef from Mamafuku, Christine... Oh, I don't remember her last name. She's the co 
co-host of Master Chef Junior. Uh, it's Christine. I can't remember her name, but she's a, his pastry chef. Mm-hmm. Um, they split. He she would make dessert every day. She made family meal for okay. the restaurant, and she would make dessert for the family meal. Mm-hmm. And then one day she started like they just started freaking out about her desserts. And David Chang went to her, and he's like, "Hey, let's just." let's just open a pastry shop this is amazing and that's what they do she has crack pie which is amazing tell me what this is i don't know I, just... I wish i could tell you it's a pie it's very um thick and it's delicious and uh, i think it's just butter and sugar <laughs> that's all it is but it's amazing so i've been watching sopranos i had a hankering i got through all of rescue me um and even though there is there's other things to watch man i haven't seen Sopranos since it aired years ago mm-hmm. and um every time I just want a nice Italian sandwich or, um, you know, remember Artie, the, you've seen all the Sopranos, right? All of it. Okay. So you're, you know, Artie, the cook, every, he, you know, the, the restaurant, he comes out and he goes, book, dinner, do Mexican. And it's like, what the fuck did he just say? Yeah. And I looked it up and it's like, that is literally spaghetti or something like that. Yeah, but so yeah. there's something that they uh, mention when they're talking about pastries. It's the, uh, yeah, yeah. The, yes, that is I had what... to look that up. That looks amazing. Oh, it is amazing. So and that's what that they down. did in when they did the homage to The Godfather. They killed the guy and they had the box of Sfuyadel, whatever it is. <laughs> and they killed the guy and he's like, leave the gun, take the Sfuyadel. Oh, no, in, take the cannoli. Well, no, that's from The Godfather. Uh-huh. Right? And then in, I thought in... Um, I thought the line is take the cannoli. Cause, and I know that not because I'm so familiar with That's the from The Godfather. Okay. I th- oh, they I say in, in that they said in the, yeah no, no that's the, the line from the gotcha. Godfather is leave the gun take the cannolis gotcha. and then in a scene in the Sopranos they kill a guy who goes leave the gun take the Spuliadel that's I'm brilliant like, I'm only like two, like middle of second season but uh, I forget you you mentioned spoiler for Sopranos in an earlier episode oh totally yes so should I not well I called them all the wrong names so it doesn't matter okay um but also no. It, the Sopranos came out ten Literally, years ago. Like, yeah. No, it ended. The Sopranos ended twelve, thirteen years ago. Okay. So it premiered in nineteen ninety nine. We can totally talk about it. It's I mean, been twenty years. The only thing I really wanted to touch on, aside from the fact that I, I've started, like, I'm looking everything up, and it's like, oh, that doesn't look that good. But like, um, aside from the fact that I wish I had a nice Italian sandwich, because there aren't really nice Italian sandwiches around here. No, there aren't. But no. if, if you go to the Bronx, there is. There's a place called. I know. No, I'm you're not gonna go to go the there. Bronx. I know, I know you're Someone not would have to pay me $850 to eat street meat. I'm not going to travel to the Bronx. <laughs> well, there's a place called Gaetano's, and the only reason I know like about it, oh, it's amazing. The only reason I know about it is because they opened up a sandwich shop in my hometown, and they're all from Arthur Avenue in the Bronx. Of all the places. They have their main place is on Arthur Avenue in the Bronx, uh-huh. and then they have another shop in Stratford, Connecticut, an hour and a half away. Is it just those two places? No, now there's one in Westport, Connecticut, I believe. Okay. So or what... Stanford, Connecticut. Okay. They just went, they basically put one between the one in my hometown and the one in the Bronx. And now there's three stops in the morning. Okay. And nice. like part of it, and they made the bet. It's all just cured Italian meats and it's all, you know, with like roasted peppers and broccoli rob ah. and like shop provolone and yeah. like, oh, it's so good. And they bring the, re- and, they get the uh, the bread fresh made from Arthur Avenue every day. They drive up. They have a van full of guys and a trunk full of bread, and they drive to the Stratford location. And then they own, they're only open for lunch. They're they then that's the thing. So it's they, like, it's, so it's like the, the the sandwich thing from Thirty Rock. Yeah, gotcha. pretty much. And right. then they, so they close at like four, 
and then they all go back done to for the, the Bronx. Day. Yeah, it's amazing. I appreciate it oh. on one level. On another level, it's like, be open when I'm hungry. But no, So the whole thing about Sopranos is um, I'd forgotten how much I hate Tony's mother. Like again, let She's me be the clear. Worst thing, Mike. Love the actress, love everything. She is the worst. Oh the... boy, oh boy. She's the villain to end all TV villains. And I forgot. Yeah. Um. So that first season, it's all her, and it's like fucking fuck you. First episode of the second season, they introduce Janice, uh, and all of a sudden the mother's supplanted. Yeah. It's the same thing. Did you ever watch Deadwood? No, that's on my list of things. I love that actor. It, so that's the thing. Ian yeah. McShane is yeah. the bad guy in the first season. Yes. And you're like, whoa, this this is a bad guy. Yeah. Second season, they introduce Powers Booth. Makes fucking uh, Ian McShane look like a puppy dog. Yeah. And I just love the way HBO can do that, where it's yeah. like, this guy's evil. Check this motherfucker out. I mean, that's what they do with all of it. That's that's their Game of Thrones play. Is like, I yeah, that was that. Bad. Now I that mean, that's finally happening, I think Christina and I are actually going to watch it once I it gets cold. I summed it up for you. I just, that's like, right. You I did. literally yeah, yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. That's Everyone's right. like, oh no, it's too complicated. I'm like, it's not really. <laughs> it's like a bunch happens. Yeah. But you don't need to know any of it to go into this season. <laughs> all you need to know is that everyone's dead, but like six people. Yeah. One dude wants to fight zombies. No one else wants to fight zombies. The zombies are about to kill us. They have nice dragon now. Uh, and there's a time traveling dude that uh, might be fighting himself. We don't know. Oh man! But he might not be fighting himself. I he must. He might have created the zombies while he was time traveling. We don't know. All we know is he made Hodor. Oh, I like Hodor. I know. I had this joke. My friend, my, my so my sister's best friend, my friend Molly, used to work at HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, and every once in a while, right around Brian Park, and every once in a while, I just go visit her and bother her because she was in this very professional setting, and I'm not very professional. Totally. Um. And so every time I'd go in there, um, I'd walk around the office with her and we'd start doing that thing where you're like hyping things up and it's like, so you know who I like for the Hodor spinoff? It's a guy named Paul Guyad. He's almost seven feet tall and we would literally just walk around the offices. Nothing ever, ever came of it. Oh, that would have been so great yeah. if you were able to make that like, like supplant that thing. The thing is, I didn't know anything about the show. I just knew there was a couple of characters. So then I latched onto the character Littlefinger. Yes. And so we were walking around going, um, the show is called uh, Big Man Littlefinger. It's going to be all about a, a, a spinoff with Littlefinger and Hodor. I don't know who dies, who lives, if they're even connected, if they have a scene together. No, they're both dead. Damn. So so that's so, so, this was a couple everybody. of years ago. So we were I pitching, the, I was quote unquote pitching it in the halls of HBO. Never got any, any call. But back it's from so it. funny because <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they, they both died and that's very sad. That's a bummer. But that's why we'll you don't need to, that's why for the final season, you don't need to know that they're dead. And I don't think saying anyone in Game of Thrones is dead is a spoiler anymore. Everybody I think dies. by season yeah, by season three, when we realize everyone dies all the time, everybody's going to die, every, like everyone's going to die. Is Sean Bean in the show? He does die. Sean, Sean Bean died the first season and never Excellent. came back. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, of course right. he does. He's Sean Bean. Yeah. He doesn't survive anything. That makes me happy. And that was the first like shock because he was the main character of the first season. Like yes. The whole first he's season the is, yeah, okay. is around just him. I mean, it's about everybody, but he's the one that you kind of follow. Same in the you know, first book, first season. I vaguely remember that from the first, first book. book yeah. ends the same way. They okay. just kill him and you go, oh, shit. I know. Do, do they keep... Do I remember that... What's his name? Tyrion keeps getting disfigured. But whenever I see yeah, him in the show, looking. he just has like a little cut. In the book, he gets he's fucked like, up. He's like a monster. Yeah. But, but in this, they put a little cut on his face. He has a badass scar. <laughs> yeah. Whereas in the book, his nose is chopped off yeah. completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he has like a gaping hole in it his face. looks like a red skull. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks terrible. But. Hmm. 
Um, I asked people just because it is our Christmas special oh, yes, yes, on, yes. On, on the Instagram. I asked people to ask us questions. Okay. Um, we're gonna only answer the ones not about our penises. Which is funny because there's a bunch. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, no. A lot of the thing. Whenever I put out a question, things um, there's a lot of guys who immediately ask me, "I want to be a model too." To okay. Which I so there's a bunch of those. Sure. Which there's I'm saying, guys, go for it. Make. Do you want to give the real answer? I can make up a fake answer. I mean, because yeah, I, I'll I give my know. real answer. Um, get an Instagram, make it public. No one's gonna click. You know, to follow your private account, take a couple pictures, um, stalk some brands on internet, and make it happen. You don't, you don't need representation nowadays. It helps. I'm not gonna lie. My career is way better because I have representation. Sure. But as far as getting out there and doing it, just, just you know, just on top. I'm actually telling you guys the answer. Make an Instagram. Take photos. Take yourself seriously. Find a photographer friend. Take some nice full body shots. Some nice headshots. Put them out there. Just keep saying you're a model. Um, stock some brands, keep talking to them, and you'll never know who bites. Like, persistency is key. So well, there's, actually, there's, and now Paul's answer. <laughs> well, no, no this, this actually really happened. Oh, okay. Um, as far as how to get started. Yeah. So I used to audition in a place uh, right above Madison Square Park called Headroom, and it was on the 19th floor of this building, um, okay. right around 26th Street. Yeah, I think 26th Street. Um. And one day I was, you know, going to an audition. My head was down, headphones on, and I get to the door, and there, um, there's normally a doorman on the inside, but he's not the kind of doorman that holds the door open for you. He's the guy that you're like, "Hi, I'm going up," and he says, "Yeah, sure, go right ahead." And so I'm approaching, and I see somebody's feet, and then I see the door swing open, and I'm like, oh, "Okay, someone's holding the door for me." I look up real quick and go, "Oh, that beautiful, topless man." Oh, and and he holds the door and says, "Have a great day, sir." And I walk in, and and I'm I'm puzzled. Zach, I am puzzled because I'm assuming there's other things. I know there's other things in this building than a, a recording studio. Yeah. So I go to the, the doorman. I'm like, there's a really attractive topless guy. And then he's like, oh, hang on, I'll take care of it. So apparently, also in this building, there was some sort of a modeling agency. And this dude, his way of like putting it out there was opening the door for people in hopes that somebody from the agency would come in and be like, hey. Come with me. So he would just stand there with his shirt off, shirtless, and it Good was a nice for day. Him. He was, and dude. The thing is, if I owned a fucking agency, I would have hired him because he was just cut, but not creepy cut. Yeah, yeah. He was just like all smooth and brown, bright smile, blue eyes, blonde. I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing something now. No, he probably is. That's like, actually a really smart thing. And the fact is, not being creepy, just being like, "This is where the modeling agency is." I'm just gonna stand here. Yeah. And like, and open the door for people. I don't, you know, I don't entirely recommend doing that. If it worked for that guy, I, I'd say I would recommend it if you look like this dude, because well, I yeah. feel like if if, it, <laughs> if this were Brian Posehn trying to get the job, no. But this dude, you could not be offended by him. Good he was that. the friend. I mean, I knew nothing about him aside from the fact that he literally looked like a Greek god. So if you look like a Greek god and you're willing to stand out in front of wherever these agencies are, you can probably Google where whatever whatever agency you want to be with is. I'm with IMG, and their address is very public. There you go. You they Google have, it. Now, mind you, they have security. You won't get upstairs. But, but who knows? If you if want to just open the door for folks, you exactly. can see what happens. I mean, maybe wait till the spring. That's why I always tell people, I mean, again, this is, it kind of harkens back to me telling, because uh, every guy that ever sends me a thing asking how to be a model sends it from a private 
account that I have to like request to follow, and I go, I don't know, I'm not gonna look. Yeah, and no because one's gonna I'm, take that time because to I'm not gonna request. Exactly, like, it's 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 a passive thing. I yeah. was discovered on Instagram, and because it was public, that's how they found me. And if it was a private account, that was it. Because yeah. no one's gonna request to see me. Exactly. They don't care. Also, consider today, like if you do work for an agency and you're kind of interested in somebody, you're not gonna take the time to wait for them to like. If no. you don't see the pic again yeah. today. You do three takes in a, in a voiceover audition. Yeah. I've, I've heard people tell me if they make it to your second take, you maybe have a shot. But sometimes they hear first half of the first take. Yeah. Okay, no, we're good. That's the same in um with anything. anything film. If, yeah. if I always walk, like me and Laura will talk. They'll be like, how did your audition go? And I'll be like, I did it twice. And that to me, That's I'm great. Like, oh, like, they gave me a note and I tried again. That means they're yeah, actually that means they gave enough of a shit. Me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's that simple. Um, we got, we got, don't got, don't got a lot of questions. I will, I however, answer uh, questions about my penis. Oh, good, because uh, the next question is literally, what's your favorite Christmas song to get a blowjob to? <laughs> well, if you had to pick one, well, so I have, I have two answers. <clears throat> one is kind of a plug. The first, I'll save that one. The first okay. one, there is a song. Um, it's set to Jingle Bell Rock called "Suck My Cock." Oh, okay, and That'll it is, help. it is. Again, you, you can hear the song in your head. Yeah. Lick him up, suck him up. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> the thing is, if it wasn't for that guy's jovial tone, it would be gross. Oh, yeah. But that guy sells it to the nines. Exactly. So it is worth it. That's good. And I also wrote and recorded with a friend of mine a Christmas EP. I oh. wrote one song called I Hope That I Get Anal for Christmas. It Great. is exactly what it sounds like. Good. It is on Spotify now. Good. It's so heartwarming it's you know, not gross do you know killy dwyer by any chance so i heard her song <laughs> and then i'm like dude we gotta do a split seven inch. yeah man yeah. i did so i did not know that when i recorded it but she's so literally funny. yeah uh killy is a, a comedian friend of mine and she has a song called anal for christmas yeah which is very funny and it's it's kind of the same thing except yeah. mine is a, mine's more of a bing crosby crooner thing and it sounds like you're asking she's giving her song mine is hoping yeah that's the thing and i'm begging at one point i'm literally begging but my friend my friend Bill did a lot of production on it and it honestly it sounds it sounds real which is hilarious and then I, I did as a b-side um Jingle Dogs French Expressionist version which we all know Jingle Dogs absolutely so I sang quote unquote I had a loop of uh reindeer sleigh bells yep. kind of jingling off key and then me with a lot of reverb going bark 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 it's like six minutes long. It is idiotic. Good. And then I have like the sounds of windows breaking and trees falling. Beautiful. It is it is hilarious. It is one of Christina's favorite Christmas songs. Um, never requested fellatio to either. No, I've never chosen a song for fellatio. I've never yeah. requested certain songs be playing. Because what if there's a song that you hear every time you have sex, and yeah. then you hear it in the wild, and all of a sudden you no, have exactly. an in public. I, I get trained. I, yeah. I, I get trained too easy. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I what had... if it's something like Shake It Off by Taylor Swift? So you're watching a, a commercial <sighs> no. in public. And... Or Hey There, Delilah. And oh, you're in God. Staples. And you're yeah, like... that's not cool. Or anything by Queen. Exactly. Because they're everywhere. I love Queen. Queen. Yeah. Uh, and, but now, especially with the movie, it's like, okay, here we go again. Have you seen these videos of people... Per I guess there some say that okay there are videos of people who are like I've never heard the song Bohemian Rhapsody before and there's videos of people doubting videos of people who say they've never seen Bohemian Rhapsody before yeah, you and can, never heard the the song before 
Well, you've heard it. I know you have. I like they have like those children react videos. And mm, these are now, like late teenagers, and that's why I kind of think that they're trolling. They have to be. Yeah. Like I've seen the ones where it's like literally like a little to. kid. Yeah. And usually those little kids will be like, "Oh, I know this song. My yeah. dad plays it." Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, you know this song. There's certain songs in the world you can't escape. You've heard Happy Birthday. I do like, have to wonder, though. Check this out. If Mike Myers or whoever had not chosen to end Wayne's World, spoilers, with that Bohemian Rhapsody moment, do you think it would have latched on to us? It would have still been very popular, but sure. it wouldn't have been I agree, Contextualized. I don't think as much in the popular psyche. For example, things in the music popular psyche that drive me insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, real quick, I would choose 12 Days of Christmas to get a blowjob. That's a long song, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just to make Regular sure. Regular version, Muppets up. version, John Denver Muppets no, version. No, no, something, something. Uh, oh, the... Uh, the Mannheim Can- Steamroller? No, the Canadian version uh, from SNL. I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name of those two guys. Uh, the two Canadian guys, it was... Um, it was uh, Tom Hanks character? No, it was Dan Aykroyd. And um, oh, wow. and who was in Honey I Shrunk the Kids? Moranis and Rick Moranis. Yeah. They had a thing. That was what was that SNL or was that? SCTV? I don't think that was SCTV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Second City TV. Dale and oh man, I yeah. feel impressed that I don't know this. Anyway, but Google it and watch it. My it's my father amazing. has a, uh, a, a we have a Miko family Christmas playlist. This is nice. the songs my dad likes for okay. Christmas. That's and they're fair. always and they're kind of like weird. And one of them is is that, but it's the Twelve Days. Christmas it's like 12 days of Boxing Day or something. No, he's like, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, it's just, it's funny. And they're like, well, I think there's supposed to be more of that. It's like, oh, and a beer in a tree. Oh, okay. That looks good. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, uh, back to um, Christmas, oral sex, yep, with public uh, queen music, people pretending not to hear it. Oh, the, uh, things about music that ingrain themselves into the popular we hate that we hate. Yes, you came to our farewell show, a show the other day. Yes, indeed. And the fact that it happened even there at a comedy show blows my mind. Oh, uh, let me guess. Every show in the Fucking... world, someone will yell "Freebird." Yeah, and like play "Freebird." Nobody knows why they're saying it. Do you know why? I researched it. Yeah, yeah, heavily. Because I was like, this, this is, is a killing joke. you. I think I saw you roll your eyes on stage. I was like, for fucking, for real, man. <laughs> You're in your mid-20s. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, also, everyone says it. And yeah. everyone thinks it's so funny. There's always one guy in the group, play Freebird. No matter what concert you're at. No matter so, what concert you're at. I will say, um, this year I went to a couple concerts. I've seen the Might Be Giants over the years, 70 plus times. People yell it there. I did not hear it. At Beck Madison Square Garden, and I did not hear it at any of the Four Nine Inch Nails shows, or good. actually at the uh, Garbage show. Good, good. Or for Tom them. York's show. Actually, I mean, I've seen some like, like we. Uh, there's been. I think it depends on the band. No, but even some like really serious bands. Like, do you know who the Mountain Goats are? Yeah, I love the Mountain Goats. And my sister. Someone yelled, see, "Play Freebird." Someone went Mountain Goats, which is like a, a, a conceptual singer songwritery acoustic thing, and someone yelled. Play Freebird in the least. That's like yelling "Play Freebird" at a funeral. No, exactly. They're not a happy band. Were like, they doing an ironic? I mean, they must have no, been. And or, then, or some well, idiot brought that friend who's like, "I'm 
smoking a bong! Everyone's doing it ironically. They think it's ah. hilarious, but they don't know why they're doing it. And the lead singer of Mountain goes, actually stop the show. And he goes, you have no idea how shitty that makes musicians feel. <laughs> you do that. Like, really brought the... They're already Good. a sad band. Just brought the room down even farther. That's awesome. But, so, I just don't understand why people always... Everyone knows to do it. Everyone sure. knows you're at a concert, yell, play, free Any bird. quiet moment. We don't know why. And I went... I, I studied it exhaustively. I'm like, there has to be a film this is from. There has to be something like this weird Mandela effect thing that we yeah, all know yeah. to do it, even yeah, though yeah. we don't know. And it's not. It's not from Nothing. any film. It's not in Wayne's World? No. It's from the Leonard Skinner live album where someone was literally requesting them to play Freebird. Could you please play Freebird? <laughs> like, it was and not then... a thing. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we could do that. And like... I'm trying to remember the first time I heard it in, like, media. That's the thing. I don't know if I have. I think I've only heard... Have I just heard it out live at shows? It's definitely been in... It ha at this point, it must yeah. have crawled its way. But it drives me nuts. And even at our comedy band show, someone yells, play Freebird. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. We actually... I was... It was a great show. Oh, yeah. But I think it was the rowdiest crowd we've had in a long time. I had pe We had people yelling back, like, heckles at us the yeah. whole thing. Now, clearly, some of those people were there for the next thing, and they had no clue what the fuck no. was happening. And it was yeah. so interesting, but I it's think hilarious. a lot of the hecklers were, like, our friends who were like, this is their last show. We're going to be part of it. It's like, no, it's still a fucking show. Yeah. I feel out. like I may have heard Jordan. <laughs> I think it was him. I don't know. I there don't was, know. There was someone that sounded like someone I knew, and but I thought it was, he was the one who kept talking back to you guys. No, we had hecklers like the whole time. But like, you know, being nice, like nice heck, like, it was still, oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. one of the best shows we ever played. We had a phenomenal time. Yeah. But like, I think it's like, it's so ingrained in us as humans to seek attention that mm -hmm. like, people can't just sit and watch a show. Yeah. I'm like, you I want you to laugh. up for 25 yeah, minutes, People just guys. yell and yeah. stuff. But, yeah. but yeah, Freebird. Everyone yells it. None of you know why you're yelling it. You just know it's going to be hilarious to yell Freebird concert. Mm. And it's stupid. And what happened is when I was in high school, people used to do that to us in our high school band. I was like, fine. So we all learned how to play Freebird. And if someone yelled Freebird, we started playing Freebird. Half the people who yell Freebird have never heard the song. Oh, no, Freebird. they don't know who sings they it. They don't no, want to hear they it. They don't know what's on. They just want to be that guy. Freebird. So now I get to show people, you know what you just requested? An 11-minute fucking jam band song. Yeah. And now you're going to listen to us jamming for 11 goddamn minutes while I stare at you going, this isn't what you wanted. <laughs> this isn't what you wanted at all. This is what you're getting. We only have 10 minutes left in the show. Yeah. This is what you get now. Yeah. This is your fault. Yeah, it's like that thing in class when somebody talks. It's like, oh, you know, Zach was talking in class. We're all now going to get five minutes extra. That's what you have to do. You have to be like, ladies and gentlemen, can we get the house lights on? That guy in the green shirt right there is the reason you're now hearing Freebird. Yeah. So thank him. Yeah, thank yeah. him. And you want to know what? I don't know all the words to Freebird, but it's a repetitive song, so I'm going to yeah. make up some words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go. And then it's literally, it's like a... Okay. Yeah, 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 and this is what you're hearing now. Fuck you for like, because you're not even requesting Freebird. You're just yelling it. You want to be a part of something. I'd rather someone said like, show me your dick. I'd be like, that would be funny. That's funny. Yeah. And I'm if, not and gonna, if, but like, yeah. But hey, thank you for mixing it up. Thank you for not Just saying a little that. Bit. Yeah. Oh, that pisses me off. That's my biggest thing in music. I yeah. hate that. All right, let's do another question. Now that I think we fully answered the blowjob song. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, uh, yeah. 
yeah. While you're looking, I'm gonna uh, sing the uh, last know, A similar movie. one. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Mm. Nice, nice, simple, good one. Um, I have, I have two ready to go. I have, I, I do as well. So you go first. Okay. For one, it is an eternal struggle between Scrooge and National Lampoon's Christmas oh, Vacation. Like, I want to see your nipples. Yeah. America wants to see your nipples. <laughs> yeah. That movie is so good. Those two, and they each have a stack of cons. Yeah. But like, yeah, they're, they're just something the about them. For oh. Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. Yeah. They both fall apart at certain moments. Definitely. Um, the ending of Scrooge is awful. Breaking that fourth wall is yeah. it's stupid. It's so stupid. And but the rest of the movie is so great that you're like, okay, I'll deal yeah, with this. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But, uh, dude, Carol Kane, fucking Buster Poindexter? Yeah. For no reason being mm-hmm. amazing? Like, seriously, Bobcat Goldthwait, everybody in that movie. Yeah. Jack Palance, what? I know. And it's then so, It's such a good... And you have all that on the same side with Christmas Carol. Juliette Lewis, what? Juliette Lewis? That's insane. Yeah. Everything uh, about that. Uh, what's it, Brian Doyle Murray? So that's the other thing. You have both Murray brothers represented. Yeah. So, in, in separate movies. In separate that. movies. I love. But they're in the Christmas. Mm. No, ah. I love. I mean, Christmas Vacation definitely on one of my list. I yeah. The, again, definitely falls apart at times. It's definitely very eighties movie esque. Yeah. There's that part, and it's a throwback to the original National Lampoon's Vacation. But when he's like imagining the pool, and like the hot lady gets out. Oh, Kathy Ireland. I know, oh. but it doesn't read. Like nowadays, like now yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like, this is a creepy ass dude. Like just Pretty creepy. Yeah. He's hitting on, he's having the dreams of the, 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 the panty salesman. Yeah. yeah. And you're just like, this is the season to be married. Well, yeah. that's my name. Oh shit. I know. What is Chevy Chase? And I know we're supposed to hate Chevy Chase and Kevin Spacey and. Oh, okay. Okay. Can we go back on that? Yeah, Cause yeah. I know we're supposed to hate Chevy Chase and I don't know why. I miss the Chevy Chase thing. Is he just generally so, a dick? So that's the thing. Everybody has said he's a dick. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't think he's done anything overtly and that, awful. And that's what I know. It's like with, with Kevin Spacey and yeah. with a bunch of others, they've done things where like, that's this really This is a thing up. that bad humans do. Exactly. But I, from Chase what I've heard is dick. Chevy Chase is just an asshole. And the thing is, I if you're a good enough asshole. actor, be an asshole. Yeah. Just keep doing stuff, you know? My friend, uh, Abby, who was also on this podcast, um, was in a movie with Chevy Chase um, called Christmas in Vermont. It was a Christmas movie called Christmas in Vermont. Um, what happens Chase is... Chase can't do Christmas movies anymore. No, no, no. Like, well, well, no. He's the, yeah. he's the villain in it. He right, is the uh, evil CEO of a, of a big um, fashion company. Okay. I'm in. Um, I'm and in. his job, he, he sends my friend Abby Hawk... Mm-hmm. To go and do a hostile takeover of this uh, Vermont flannel company. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> but, it's believable but she so ends far. up falling for uh, the son of the owner of said flannel company, who they just want to get it together and have a good Christmas. And she's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna." So it's like you've got mail. Yeah, basically. Okay. But gotcha. Okay. Chevy but with Chase, flannel. <laughs> flannel Chevy and Chase. Chevy Chase calling and yelling every now and then. He's like, "You gotta get this done. It's gonna get done, whether you want to do it or not." Is it a comedy? Is he playing a funny character? It's a hallmark movie so it's 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 we really can't answer that no it's it's a it's a romantic comedy but uh, we all know in romantic comedies sometimes comedy's lacking yeah yeah and yeah, this yeah. one i thought it was funny but okay. i also thought it but ironically funny there were funny moments but it's one of those things where you're like this is a good bad movie gotcha and i love okay. i love good bad i love a good movies. bad movie yeah, i love yeah. a good bad especially hallmark and lifetime movies yeah i love it you've seen the burning bed 
course not. Oh my God. It's a real life story about a woman who is being abused by her husband. Okay. This is on Lifetime. Of course it is, yes. Um, so she set him on fire in his bed. As you should. Norm MacDonald, <laughs> on his first record, Ridiculous, had a sketch that was spun off of that. Yeah. No, because it was a real thing that <laughs> happened, and it's just like... That makes, that's, that, makes oh. that even funnier. It's okay, so, so Chevy Chase and Abby, did, did she interact with him? Oh, yeah, yeah. And... She uh, dick, uh, declined not to mention. No, it's like oh. she like she had a fine time. Every time I say Chevy Chase, she'll be like, "Oh, Chevy Chase," and kind of like roll her eyes. Okay, so that of, seems to be the general so, like, consensus. He's a dick, but she didn't have like an overtly terrible time. Okay, I think he's just generally like gen, just a general asshole. Sure, which is fine. Yeah, people are general asshole. assholes. Yeah, I can yeah. deal with a general asshole sure. as long as he doesn't haven't done anything inhuman to another yeah. person that we know of yet. And I'm sure he has. Yeah, we just don't know about it yet. Exactly. And I'd like to not. If he did, it was in the '80s. <laughs> Everybody was on coke back then. Right. So fuck it. So what are your what are your uh, your Christmas? Um, movies? sentimentally, um, it's a wonderful life is my favorite. Never seen it. You have to. It's it involves so, alternate dimensions. I should probably check it out. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like sci-fi before sci-fi was a thing. <laughs> it really is in a weird way. Yeah. Um, but. As, as everyone knows, it's one of the most classic Christmas movies of all time. I love, for one, I'm a huge Jimmy Stewart fan. Mm-hmm. Always have been. Like, like Clarence, I want to live again. Like, I just love his. I do a really good dead Jimmy Stewart impersonation. Go. Uh, Clarence. I want to live again. It's basically off. Jimmy Stewart just kind of pitched down a little slow. Slower. Yeah, a little slower. He already is a slow talker. So <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Um, the money's in, in your heart and angel wings. <laughs> oh, my God. It really is a wonderful Okay. He is. So He's a national treasure. National treasure. <laughs> um, but no, it was. it's one of my favorite. I think it's a brilliantly written movie. Um, but mostly it's very important to the Miko family because once a year mm-hmm. I get to see my father cry and it's while watching it, the wonderful life. Wow. And there's three specific parts, three hot spots, three hot spots wow. that are like, here he comes <laughs> Four, four hot spots that like, here comes my dad. In a 90 minute Here's movie. Gonna cr- no, it was, it's long. Okay. It's, it's maybe two and a half. Like it's a long movie. Okay, so that's that's like a, that's like breaking down every forty minutes. There's yeah. like a there's definitely a, a crying moment. Okay, so there's moments in it where um, so they're, they're looking at his past first because in order to fill Clarence, so wait, in, hang on, hang on. I've never seen the movie, but cool. I feel like it's sucking into. No, I'm not. I'm not going to throw up a spoiler thing. I want to see if I can give you the plot. Cool, cool. Okay, um, and this is based on you know I think Beavis and Butthead referenced it. Yes. I think I know the Simpsons have. Let's okay, see. let's see. Um, so Jimmy Stewart is this guy. Yeah. Who decides to kill himself? Yes, and then a very <laughs> lot of steps skipped <laughs> between. Okay. But yes, so I guess he has some. He, he has decides some, to like that's what the that's the main point of the movie. Yes, but him deciding to kill himself is almost two hours into the film. Holy fuck! Like it is very. So we don't see the alternate reality until like almost, the movie's almost the, done. The last third. Holy it's the th- it's the third act definitely is okay. when you see all this happen. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, so. so Beginning of the third act is this angel Clarence, who uh, I don't know, was played by uh, 
Telly Savalas. Someone like him. Okay, someone like Telly Savalas. Possibly him, but okay. I, I don't know the actor's name. He's the bald guy that's in Kojak. I don't actually know who the actor is. No, but he looks a lot like you'll you'll recognize him. He's one of the, if you watched any movies made between 1940 and 1960, uh-huh. you'll recognize who plays Clarence. I'll He's just, just one I'll, of those I'll old just guys. Ed Asner. It's probably yeah. not. It's one of those old portly guys that plays an old portly guy. Gotcha. That's just what he does. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, he gets shown what his li- what uh, the world would be like with in the alternate dimension where he does not live. Yes, because he, he chooses. he ne- So, movie opens. Yes. Two stars are talking. Okay. Uh, like literal like stars. Actual- like blinking lights. Interesting. Um, they're representing God and angels in heaven. Okay. That's why. That's how we see them as they're talking to it. Basically, what happens is you hear all these prayers happening in the background while it slowly fades up to the sky, mm-hmm. and it's all being like, "Please help, Daddy. Uh, I'm really praying for George. I hope he's okay." Because mm-hmm. everyone's worried about George, Jimmy Stewart. Uh huh. And God, we think he's not named as God, sure. the largest star. Okay. Calls in, he goes, oh, we need an angel, something's going on with this guy George, we gotta go help him. They call in Clarence, who's the screw-up angel. Oh, nice. They're like, we'll give him another shot. Oh, but he's trying to help seven people, he hasn't gotten his wings yet. Nah, we'll give it a shot. Anyway, so Clarence, the screw-up angel. Uh-huh. Uh, but in order to know, to fill him in on what's happening, he goes, let's go over his whole uh, life first. Exposition. Okay. Yes. So they go through his whole life, starting from when he's a little kid. Okay. Um... The first point when my dad cries as him as a little kid. Um, they're all playing. He worked at a soda shop. Um, this was at the end of World War One. Oh wow! Okay. So a little kid at the end of World War One, okay. working in a soda shop. Mister Gower owns a soda shop. He's real sad uh-huh. because he got a letter that his son was killed uh-huh. in the war. Okay. They're going off playing. Um, everything's fine. Uh, his brother, his little brother, falls through the ice at one point. Um, Jimmy Stewart. George, little George, goes in and saves him, saves his life by taking him out of the ice, but loses hearing in his left ear. That's important. Okay. Uh, because he got sick, lost hearing. Sure. He was completely deaf in his left ear. Okay. Um, Interesting. Anyway, he goes on, and Mr. Gower's all upset. His dad's dying. So he's like, take these pills, and he's drunk because he's, like, sad. And he's like, take these pills to the Murphys. And he doesn't want to because... Uh, George looks over and sees like, a big bottle with a skull and crossbones on it that he made the pills out of. And he's like, that's not the right bottle. Uh-oh. Poison. Um, goes off, does something, comes back. Mr. Gower's like, you didn't... He's like, the murderer's called and you didn't get him. And he goes, oh, I, I couldn't, Mr. Gower, and I couldn't do it. And then was, what happens? Mr. Gower starts beating the shit out of him. Cause, wow. Because it's the 40s and, or and at the time totally it was cool. the 20s. And, no, it was the teens at the time. So you could just hit any child that didn't have to be yours. <laughs> so he starts smacking him. He's like, Jar! and he's boxing him on the ear and he's hitting and he's hitting him. And little George goes, oh, not my sorry. That's not my sorry, Mr. Gower. Because he just lost a hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's bleeding from his ear. Jesus. And then he's like, it's poison, I tell you. Poison. I know you didn't mean to. I know you're sad about your son. And it's that's point one where my father cries. That's, yeah, because okay. what happens? Because then you see Mr. Cower realize that he accidentally put poison in these capsules in his grief, and and so we and actually beat the shit out of and that child. Kid. Saved a family's life. Okay, because he, they weren't with that emotional. Okay, that, that's so a check. that's okay. that's a check. So my dad cries. Then uh, we see him grow up. Um, the little girl at the soda shop when he's a little kid he meets later. Uh, he's supposed to go to college. George is going to college. Everyone's excited. George is going to college. Yeah. Um, George ends up 
not going to college. Okay. Um, because he has to run his father's shop, so he gives all the money he saved for college to um, his because his father died. I think he died. Okay. I can't remember. No, he. Didn't, I don't remember. Yes, no, his father died. That's okay. exactly what happened. So his father owned the building and loan, which was like like a bank, but not really a bank. It was like a credit union. You gave um you put your money with the credit with the building and loan company instead of the bank. And um, they built houses for people. Okay. Um, so he's supposed to go off to college. Father dies. is really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is uh, Mr. Potter, uh, the, the villain, Scrooge McScrooge, a man who only cares about money. Of right. course he does. Yeah. Does he have a cane? No, he has a wheelchair. Ah. So even better. And he has a wheelchair, and he has a butler that doesn't speak. And every time he's like, he wants to move, like slaps the butler. He's like, come on, over there, over there. Nice. And they wheeled him over, and, and and his wheelchair is like an ornate, like wooden carved throne, like like with with, with like velvet, like like pillows. Mrs. What's her name from Gremlins? Exactly. Okay, I'm, I'm in. Exactly. So, what happens is they decide that Mr. Potter owns the bank, and Mr. Potter is going to buy out the building and loan. Okay. And then he finds out um, that. You know, George is there. They're selling the loan. And then he hears Mr. Potter talking about what a shitty person his dad was because Ooh. his dad could have made all this money, but he's given it to all these immigrants and poor people. Wow. And then so George uh, freaks out and uh, starts uh, yelling at Mr. Potter. And Uh-oh. I can't remember the whole speech. I used to know the monologue by heart <laughs> because it's fucking touching. Okay. And he goes... Basically, he's he talks about how he goes because he's not customers. My father, they're people. This well, is not people the to you. They're here. here. It's in his house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, okay. they're not people to you. They're just cattle. Well, my father didn't think so, and I don't think anyway. He decides that what happens is the board who's gonna sell to Mr. Potter. He urged the board of the building alone not to sell to Mr. Potter. Okay. And they came out and they're like, George, they voted him down. They're not gonna sell the bank as long as you stay and take it over. And he's ah. like, but I'm supposed to go to college. And they're like, fuck you, George. And basically, yeah. he's like, my father's life work is gonna go away. All these people are gonna lose their homes if I don't stay here and work. Sure. So he just has to stay here and work. That's just point number two where my dad grew. Okay. Um, so he gives up his college money and everything to stay and run the building and loan instead so so why does he lose the money? he has to buy it from mr no Potter? no he gives the money to his brother to oh. go to college instead that's not how college works like you can't so his new plan for college ah, okay but he was still gonna go to college no that is how college works back then college cost 600 bucks so <laughs> right <laughs> so it is exactly how it works so his plan was okay I'm going to send my brother to college. I'm going to stay here and fix the building loan. Okay. My brother will go to college. He'll come back, and then he works at the building loan, and then I'll go to college. Okay. So that's what he plans on doing. Yeah. Of course, out of nowhere, his brother arrives with a wife <laughs> and being like, I'm going to, you know, hey, this is my wife. So he's not going to college. Skip a step. He marries uh, Donna. Donna Summer. Not Donna Summer. Donna Reed. I don't even think it's Donna Reed. I think it is Donna Reed. Awesome. I that <laughs> Let me double admit, check that. Please do. Uh, I, will, I, will, I, will, I will have just I'm almost positive myself. it is Donna Reed. Hold on. It's Donna Reed. Yeah. I'm, I'm brilliant. <laughs> I'm a brilliant yeah. genius. All right. Okay. Cool. So he marries Donna Reed. 
um, who was the girl in the soda shop in the very beginning. Uh-huh. She stayed the whole time. He ends up getting married to her. They buy an old house. George and Donna get married. George and Donna get married. Okay. They're very happy. He's going to go to college, but then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's my new wife. And he's like, fuck, he's not going to go to college. Then, oh, he didn't go to college. No, he never oh. went to college because he had to stay because the brother was offered a job by his new wife's uh, father. Okay. So, okay. He never gets to go to college, but don't worry about that because then World War II happened. Ah, thank goodness. And then what happened was his brother went on to become a fighter pilot, oh. and he was very famous, and he saved a lot of people's lives, and he was a hero, and he was getting the Medal of Honor. He was coming home, and um, George couldn't join because he was 4F because he was deaf in the one ear. That's right. And um, everything's great. Basically, the whole movie is about him changing everyone's life. Yeah. He made all these, he got all these poor people and immigrants their own houses instead of renting them these like in tenement buildings, which is what Potter was doing. Uh-huh. He built houses for people okay. and all that. Oh yeah. And then with the money's in your house, there was a run on the bank. He almost didn't do it. Great depression. There's a run on the bank. Ah, oh, that's right. Everyone okay. comes and everyone, the bank's closing and they want all their money back. Everyone makes a run on the building and loan too. And he's like, what are you doing? And he was supposed to go on his honeymoon. He just got married to Don Reed. They're supposed to go on their honeymoon. They on have $2,000. Black Monday. They have, have $2,000 in cash that they were going on their honeymoon with. Which back then, you're going on a fucking hell of a honeymoon. That's, that's in the 1930s. Tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. 1930s, you're just bringing two grand? Anyway, so yeah. they have two grand for whatever reason. Yeah. There's no money. They come and they demand their money back. Oh, they're like, I have $234 and I want every cent of it. And he goes, well, the money's not here. It's in your house. In Martini's house. In house. house. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, one guy, and then what happens is while he's trying to talk to people, like, I can't give you your money. He goes, all right, well, you can close your account and you'll have it back in 60 days. He goes, no, I want my money now. He's like, well, that's what you agreed to when you open the account. Then you get it back in 90 days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then what happens is someone runs in and he goes, oh, well, I just saw Mr. Potter and he's giving out, uh, giving your money 50 cents on the dollar. And they're like, 50 cents on the dollar? He goes, I'd rather have half of it than none of it at all. So, wow. Potter's trying to buy the building loan, buying Man. up everyone's shares. Potter, what a fuck? A fucking di- oh, he gets Damn. worse. Ugh. He gets worse. We're telling the whole it's wonderful yeah, life. That's what happened. Strap in. This is what's happening. This is the podcast. best movie ever. It is this wonderful <laughs> life. I might put it's a wonderful life special. <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. Lots of all the spoilers. Just telling the movie. Um. So then, what happens is uh they're doing in this one old crotchety guy that I think was also in um Twelve Angry Men. Nice. Um, it's kind of just like, I want $264. That's how much money I have in this bank. And he's like, well, I can't give it all to you. And he's like, nah, I have $264. So he gives him, he's like, fine. He decides to give it to him. And then the next person, he's like, well, I have, you know, $150. He's like, just come on. Look, what, what can you last for till the banks are open? He goes, well, I suppose I can get by with $17. And the, they're like, they don't know what to do because they have no money there. And that's when Don Reed comes out with, they're like, we have $2,000. We can give out and gives away his honeymoon his honeymoon fun oh. and they're like and even then there's like a couple like this sweet old lady she's like well i can't take that from you george that's your money he's like no you just don't worry she's like well i suppose i can get by with uh 20 20 dollars and he goes okay 20 dollars and then the one lady comes up and goes can i have 16.50 and he goes 16.50 and he kisses her on the face and it's very fucking sweet anyway the whole thing is that because whatever the law was is if they did because the bank shut the doors he would go out of business if they didn't have money left at the end of the day. Like, okay. If they ran out of money, his business would be shut down for whatever reason. 
So what happens is at the end, they're counting down and they have $2 left. <laughs> and they're just like, and it goes and they celebrate and they put mama dollar and papa dollar <laughs> into a little thing. And somehow in the meantime, while this is all happening, Donna Reed has bought an abandoned house they used to throw rocks at and make wishes. Um, sure. Well, because back then houses cost like 75 cents. So she bought yeah. a house and then they, they slowly make over the house. It's a big, beautiful house, but it was always, it was like the janky old house they would throw sure. rocks at the and try to house. break the windows. The murder house. Yeah, it course. was the murder house. Um, it's very sweet. They get married. They have kids. They have a prosperous life. They survive that. They go on. It looks like life's really good. As I said, his brother's getting the Medal of Honor. They're yeah. all excited. They I'm waiting for that. that five to the act they two have, they turn. Have, yeah, they have five children or something like that. Okay. Everything's going great. They're going to make a deposit. Oh, he has an idiot Uncle Billy. Uh-oh. Don't forget idiot Uncle oh, Billy. God damn it, Uncle Billy. He's there for the one reason. Who forgets everything? He has strings tied on all his fingers to remind him of all the stuff he needs to do, and he doesn't know what the strings mean. He so sounds delightful. And he has a pet raven. Um, what? He has a pet raven. It talks. Um, sure. Okay. Uncle I'm, Billy. Uncle so Billy. Uncle Billy is there. He gives Uncle Billy the money to go put the deposit in the bank. Oh, fucking George! They go to the bank. While they're at the bank... He runs into Mr. Potter. That and he's and, and Billy goes over and he's kind of glowing at Mr. Potter a little bit. And he's like, oh, did you see that George's brother getting the Medal of Honor? And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, here, why don't you read this? And like throws the newspaper at him. Forgetting that while doing that, he accidentally took the envelope full of cash, folded it in the newspaper, the newspaper. gave it to Mr. Potter. Didn't realize he was doing it. Was just kind of talking like through the newspaper, Mr. Potter. In doing so, throwing the day's cash deposits to him. Of course, so he can't find it. He gets up to the window, and they're like, didn't you forget something? Well, the yeah. envelope full of money. He's like, can't find it, and he's searching the bank frantically. Meanwhile, you see Mr. Potter realize it's in the newspaper, and he like looks out the door and sees Billy looking around for it and could just be like, hey, bro, you dropped this. Oh, but he's, he's a piece evil of shit. fucking piece yeah, exactly. of shit. So, fuck him. so he yeah. lets him run around like crazy, um, and, you know, and he keeps the money. He's already a millionaire. Sure, he's but like, he's a piece of but, shit. But he, he's been... He's been wanting to get oh, this building and loans sure, sure, sure. the whole time. So um, he goes back. And, of course, the day that Billy loses this cash deposit, which apparently was all their money, not just one deposit. It seemed like it was everything. Wow. Okay. Um, he lost this deposit on the day the bank inspector shows up. And he has to show the receipts and blah, 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 blah. Or they're going to shut inspector. down the bank. <clears throat> and he's trying to do that. And George can't find the money. And his life is ruined because everything was in this one envelope. And he actually goes to... Mr. Potter, like hat in hand, just Ooh. being like, I don't know what happened. We have the money. I could pay back. And asking Mr. Potter for a loan so they can keep the building and loan open. Mr. Potter's and Mr. Potter is basically like, you're a piece of, of shit yeah. and I've always hated you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, what do you have? And he goes, what do you have? Collateral? You have this old house that's not worth anything? You don't own any property? You don't own any of this? And then he's like, well, I have this insurance policy for $10,000, life insurance policy for $10,000 or something like that. Uh-huh. And he goes, oh, you have this life insurance policy. You're worth more dead than alive. Which then puts it into George's head. Back to. That he's worth more dead than alive. And his whole thing is that his family's being destroyed all because of what he did. Really because of what Billy did. Yeah. Really because of what Mr. Potter did. Yeah. But he's like, everything's falling apart. This is terrible. And earlier that day, he had given money to a whore who was a friend of his from uh, childhood who was running into money troubles because a guy was beating her, so he gave her a loan. But, of course, the bank inspector sees him giving money to, to, a, a, whore. to a whore who then kisses him on the cheek. And so the bank inspector thinks he's dirty. Of course. 
in reality even though no one else in the town like no in reality it's else. a family friend who sure. he helped out gotcha but she's a whore in the thing and she had bright red lipstick and oh. she kissed him i mean i'm assuming it was red the movie's in black and white. absolutely it could have been black <laughs> lipstick who knows exactly she could have also been a satanist exactly she could have been <laughs> um so anyway he's then he to freak decides. out he goes to a bar earlier on he's freaking out he goes home um one of their kids, Zuzu, is sick. Zuzu? Yeah. Okay. His, one of his daughters. He has five children. Okay. Zuzu's sick. Um, he accidentally he yells at the kids because they're being too loud. And Donna Reed goes, why must you be horrible to the children? Because he yells at them. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys. Bringing it down. Going, I'm horrible to my family. Uh, I have no money. It just stacks on the you're a piece of shit. In like in a two-hour period. In a two-hour period. Sure. His whole life falls apart in two hours. He goes up to see Zuzu. Zuzu's sick. Her... um. She got a flower that she picked and brought home, but mm. she didn't want to close her jacket because it would crush the flower. So she got sick. She's sick. So the 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 petals are falling off. She's like, "Paste them, Daddy," and he pretends to paste them and puts them in his pocket. That's important. It reminds me he's alive later. Yeah. Um, and then so he goes downstairs and he yells and like she's talking on the phone to the teacher because the teacher called to check up on the little girl. Okay, saying. You know, is she okay? He yanks the phone away from me. He's like, "What were you thinking, sending my daughter out?" Like, just screams at her, and then like makes the teacher cry. Teacher's husband gets on the phone, and he's like, "I'll kick your ass if I ever see her." But you know, in 1940s speech. Yeah. Anyway, he leaves. She goes, "Why must you be rude to the children?" He goes out. He's clearly upset. Everyone's worried about him. He goes to Martini's bar. Martini is one of the Italian immigrants. He got a house built for. Oh boy, I'm guessing they portray him. Bar owner, and no, Martini's great. While he's at the bar, he gets his name comes out, and he's like, "Wait, are you George?" Blah blah blah. Man, at the dude punches him. Guy at the bar was the husband of teacher's the teacher. husband, and he goes out. And meanwhile, Martini comes out. It's like, "You hit my best friend. You never come in here again." Yeah. He's like, "You hear him, Nick?" And he talks to the bartender. Nick's like, "Yeah, I got him." And then like kicks him out. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's when he goes to the bridge. Okay. He and that's walks two over to hours the, into this movie. Two full hours. You wow. hear how long it took to talk. Two full hours into this movie, he goes to the bridge. He's bleeding from his lip. Yeah. He uh, crashed his car into an old tree. Because he's drunk. Because he was drunk. Of course. Um, the guy came out and he's like, this tree was 200 years old. I can't believe you did it. My grandfather planted it. And that's he hilarious. Just keeps adding onto the York yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. Goes to the bridge, holding his life insurance policy. In his sure. Hand. Crying, he's like, God, he starts praying, God, I just have nothing to live for. My, I've ruined my family's life. And at this point, this has been Clarence like watching a videotape. Yes. Like, but okay. now, all of a sudden, Clarence is there on the bridge. Gotcha. You don't Boom. see him. No. Um, he's there, and he's contemplating jumping into this river, clearly. And okay. he's like, I'm going to kill myself. And then, while he's looking at the water and praying, all of a sudden you just hear a splash, and a man starts screaming. Clarence jumped into the water. George jumps in to save, to save him, Clarence. To of save course. Clarence, and he and Clarence is like, "I saved your life." And he goes, oh, "I think you got this backwards. I just saved you." And he's like, "No, no, I'm here. I'm an angel." And everyone's like, "Oh, he's an angel. This is weird." <laughs> anyway, he says. It would be better if I was never born. Mm-hmm. And Clarence is like, ooh, you sure about that? Check this out. And George is like, yeah, I wish I was never born. He goes, I wish. He goes, I, first he's like, I wish I was dead. He goes, I don't even wish that. I wish I was never born. So Clarence is Thus like. That's altering the timeline. Yep. So Clarence goes, all right, well, let me check. And he's like, Joseph? Because he talks to Joseph in heaven. Is in like Jesus's father, Joseph? I'm guessing that's who they're <laughs> talking about. He's like, should I do it, Joseph? He goes, all right, I will. He goes, there you go, George. You've never been born. 
And George is like, oh, very funny. And he's like, no, you've never been born. That's it. So they go out and he's like, well, let's go back to my car. I'll get you home. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and Clarence is like, yeah, you can try to get me home. And Clarence is wearing old timey, like 19, like 1800s underwear. And they think that's kind of weird because he died a couple hundred years earlier. Ah, okay. Now Clarence, he's like, well, if you're an angel, where's your wings? He goes, I haven't earned my wings yet. I have to save a soul before a bell, I earn the wings. Yeah. yeah. And what happens is he, you know, he hasn't saved anyone yes as we learned why there's two stars talking in the very beginning this is clarence's like seventh attempt to save a sure this is last attempt because yeah. then he gets turned into a demon yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so he goes there and he um they go back to martini's bar well first they go try to go back to the car and his I mean, car's not car's there. not there and the tree's not damaged tree's not damaged and the guy's like have you seen my car and he goes what and he goes i hit this tree earlier and the guy's like looks and there's nothing wrong with the tree and he yeah. goes you must be drunk. He goes, because I would be really upset if someone hurt the street. It's 200 years old. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's walk over to Martini's Bar. Let's go to Martini's Bar. It's Martini called Martini's. It's know. called Nick's. Uh-oh. Nick was a bartender. Uh-oh. Now he's there. So he recognizes Nick. So he's talking to Nick. Uh-huh. Being like, but Nick's kind of an asshole now all of a sudden. Sure. Because his life was hard. He owns the bar. And, he, for, and uh, Clarence, he's like, what do you want? I'll have this. And Clarence is like, oh, can I have a, a uh, what did it used to be called? A, a mulled wine spritzer. He keeps ordering, like, very frou-frou drinks. Sure. And Nick is like, listen up, bub. This is a hard, hard drink of bar for men who want to get drunk fast. You take that fairy shit out of here. And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, no. He's, George is like, he's fine. He's fine. Let's. Let's just, well, he's let's, a time-traveling yeah, angel. Yeah, yeah. Just, just two whiskeys. It's fine. Yeah. And, and George doesn't believe him. Mm-hmm. So what happens is he's like, well, this place is rowdier than it normally is. And then an happens, hour ago. An hour ago. And then what happens is Martini And they changed the in. name an hour ago. Yep. So Martini comes in. But now Martini's not the owner of the bar. Martini's he's a, a homeless drunk. <sighs> and he comes in, and they're like, it's a potter. And Nick's like, oh, here comes that guy. And he sprays seltzer in his face. They make fun of him. They're like, what are you doing, Martini? everything he's like don't you know me and the guy's like because he's like all messed up sure so that's his first like well this is weird <laughs> not the car not the tree not the name of the bar not nick being a dickhead yeah. he's like this is strange martini is is he owns this place and now there's spraying water in his face and all this so then they go try to find out and the name of the town isn't um it's something falls sure what falls i should know this Sure. Bedford Falls. The name of the town is Bedford the Falls. The no, no, no. And the town, town is no longer called Bedford Falls. It's now called Pottersville. Ah, okay, gotcha. Of course, because Potter took over anything. Because Asshole. what happened with you... Long story, let's go back. Yeah. You find out um, that because he wasn't there to take over the building and loan, the building and loan closed. Potter so there took was over no the one. So Martini became homeless because he didn't. He never built a house for Martini and his family to live in. Of course. To open up the business and do that. Let, 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 let me see if I can guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, so his brother drowned. His brother drowned at the very beginning. Good. Very beginning. You're listening. You're listening. Brother drowned. Your brother um, was never. Yeah. Brother drowned very early. Did Donna Reed marry Potter? No. No. But... No. What, so what, happened what bad is, thing happened to her? So, well, first, uh, Mr. Gower went to prison because, because he killed the family. Killed the family. Okay. Definitely oh, that's died, who obviously. he sees. He didn't see Martini. No, okay, I take that back. He didn't see Martini in the bar. He saw Mr. Gower in the bar. It's okay. the old drunk who had spent, he because they called him a jailbird because he had okay. went to prison for killing, poisoning the family, and now he's just a slobbering old drunk. Okay. So it's Mr. Gower. We don't see Martini. Martini okay. just doesn't own the bar. We assume he's dead. Well, he's living in a tenement somewhere. Okay, so and so he never was nice able to own the bar. Potter so yeah, yeah. So, so Martini wasn't homeless. Mr. Gower became homeless because he poisoned that family. He didn't stop him from poisoning the family. His brother died 
very, very early on. And while they're looking at his brother's grave, mm-hmm. oh, and he sees the whore lady, the whore, the whore and yeah. she's an actual whore this time. She's oh. like a streetwalker. Oh, Everything's goodness. bad, and men are harassing her. And then is Donna? Did she turn into a whore? No, Donna's the best part. Oh boy! So while they're looking, he take Clarence takes him to the graveyard, and he's like, "Where's my father? Where's my mother? His mother's dead." No, his mother didn't recognize him. He went back to the boarding house. His mother's blind some reason and she doesn't rec- but she doesn't recognize george she goes my son died a long time ago stay away from me yeah and he's like what but mom and he's yeah. like so i only had one that. son yeah. i only had one son and he died a long time ago this isn't funny let's take him to the graveyard sees his his brother's grave he's like oh this is terrible yeah and then he starts and it starts to dawn on him and he's like clarence clarence where's i can't remember her name i'm gonna call her donna. kind of Donna. yeah yeah um he's like where's donna what happened he goes, and Clarence is like, I don't think you want to know the answer to that. <laughs> and he goes, no, tell me, what happened to Donna? And he's like shaking him because he won't listen to him. And he's yeah. like, Clarence, no, no, tell me. He's like, where is she? He's like, well, she's, she's just closing up at the library. <laughs> and, was, and that's all that happens is Donna Reed just became a spinster and never got married. And it was a fate worse than death. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Jesus, movies back then were so shitty to women. That was the thing. It, was, it was so like epic. It's like, she's just, she's just closing up the library. And it's like, oh no, she became a librarian. That really was the worst thing for yeah. a woman to she be a was, librarian. She had glasses and was a librarian. Oh, now. did they put her hair up yep, in like a and bun? She, yep. oh. And that's Donna Reed, one of the most iconic beauties of the 1940s and 50s. Some glasses on her and she's a pig. Glasses and a bun. She was, she was a horrible spinster. I wonder if that's where so that then started. Is he goes up tries to find her gets her at the library shakes her like don't you know me she's like ah stay away from me of course she cops chase her because it acts like she's getting like she thinks she's getting raped and like cops chase him he chases that town he goes back to the um the murder bridge the bridge Uh and does the whole i want to live again i want to live again yeah and this time the cops come up and they're like george george's like stay away from me wait wait, george you know me he's like yeah i've known you my whole life this is a small town yeah He's alive. He sees the error of his ways. He sees that he, um, how destruct, how horrible life would be for everyone without him. He sees how important he is. How important he is. Uh, how many lives he's changed and saved and all okay. this stuff. He goes That's home. That's he runs through the town. Yeah, he runs through the town saying, Merry Christmas, you old Melvin alone. So, Merry Christmas, you old multiplex. What about all the real problems? So, like Potter, yeah, I'm assuming they wrap oh, yeah, this up they, in the uh, last 10 minutes. Oh, it's great. What happens is he goes home, he runs into his family, and oh, the reason he finds out he's pedals, he's, he's like, he's like, wait a minute, and then he reaches into his pocket, and he's like, this is pedals, I'm back! And like, he's excited, and Clarence is gone, <laughs> and they're running through, he's running through the town screaming like, Merry Christmas, you old building alone, Merry Christmas, this, and he's, oh, he's so excited, and everyone's, and people are just waving at him, because everyone like, loves him and knows him, they're like, yeah, Merry, okay. Merry Christmas, George, he's psycho, he's, yeah, he's just fucking running through, um, so he goes back to his house, the children he just screamed at, he's like, I'm here, and he starts hugging him and screams, like, where's your mother, and he's like, oh, Zuzu, and she's like, I'm feeling better, and everything's like, she is. of course, and then what happens is he's like, but he's just happy to be there, it sure. doesn't matter, he's just happy to be there, and he's like, where's your mother, and then she comes in, and goes, oh, George, it's wonderful, and she's like, I told everybody that you were in trouble, and, and, and look, and what happened is, they put out a basket, and everyone from town just keeps coming in like, well, we heard you were in trouble, George, and we're here. So and then it's like, it's kind of like a um, an opposite scene of 
the scene where he was the handing bank. out the money in the bank. Sure. And everyone comes in and they're handing him the money. Yeah. And they're like, thank you. Even the bank inspector takes out a couple ones and throws it in there. And then they all start singing, For all acquaintance be forgot. Because apparently it was a Christmas song back then, not a New Year's song. Okay, okay. Don't worry. They're playing. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, so all of a sudden they're just, everyone's giving him money. Everything's fine. The $2,000 that's missing or whatever is all being returned by the, the community the that he helped so much. Sure. Martini's giving him money, doing this. Everyone's bringing money. Um, the old, uh, his old buddy. Oh, he could have been a millionaire. He was asked to be a millionaire at one point. His old buddy uh, went to New York and became a bajillionaire. Okay. Um, and he said, no, I got to stay here and do this. And then he watched his buddy do that. Ah. So that buddy calls and they're like, we just got a wire from them. Please transfer $50,000 to, to, to him right now. That's like a million dollars. Exactly. Fuck so they me. give him all that money. They save him like that. And then... He's hand holding Zuzu, and they're like, and, you know, old Lang signs playing. And he's like, oh, isn't this so wonderful? And then a uh, little bell ornament on the ah. tree starts ringing, and she goes, Hey, Daddy, look. Mom, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. And then he goes, You're right, Zuzu. You're right. A lot of boy, Clarence. <laughs> and then it's a beautiful thing, and my father's crying again. So my two questions, does Billy get any fucking comeuppance and does Potter get any fucking comeuppance? No, Billy is, Billy's one of the ones that are like running into like, it's wonderful. Everyone comes in. Uh, Potter gets nothing. Potter just stole the money. So he doesn't get any comeuppance. Nope. I feel like the only thing missing from that, because it does sound like a cinematically, like a tight he does, story. He does run past Mr. Potter's building. And he goes, Mary, Mary. Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. And Mr. Potter goes, and a happy new year to you too. Like angrily. Yeah. It's, he doesn't get the comeuppance, but that's because um, villains didn't pay back then. I guess not. Evil didn't pay back in those days. When it came to cinema, like the yeah. people didn't, what happens is it worked out for the hero, but the villain never really paid. The villain was still, yeah. The villain yeah. was still off doing villainy shit, but they <laughs> evaded the villain at that moment. Okay. Okay. So thank you. You're um, welcome. So, aside from It's a Wonderful Life, <laughs> what was your Back other favorite the, one? Back uh, to the question from 48 minutes ago. Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, I, the thing is, I got like, I was 15 minutes into telling you that movie, and I'm like, I might as well tell you the whole Fuck movie day, at yeah. this point. Um, uh, I also liked National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. So it starts out. <laughs> I know. So it starts out. He's expecting a Christmas bonus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I know. But that's my favorite. I'm also a big fan of White Christmas, just, which, is, uh, which is just an old. So, uh, oh, Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny Kay. Yeah. All that stuff. Be the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby danced with Danny fucking Kay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Line full circle. Yeah, I like Christmas Vacation. <laughs> My dad also loved Christmas Vacation because he just loved um, seeing uh, Randy Quaid oh. pumping shit and going, Shitter's full! Just just the look on his face as he's like slyly looking around as he's yeah. ejaculating shit into the... Exactly. Oh, it's so great. And my dad will pee himself laughing. All of my Christmas movies revolve around watching my dad have emotional reactions, <laughs> whether they're crying or laughing. Yeah, I yeah. love... Because my dad's such a 
I mean, he's, he's an amazing guy. Obviously, I love my dad so, so much. But he's yeah. a very, like, stoic gentleman. Sure. He's very much like a man's man. He's very stoic. But for fem- – and it's the same with my grandfather. It's, the Miko men can be very stoic in public. Yeah. But movies fuck us up. Interesting. We just, we just let ourselves go in the cinema. Hmm. I saw my grandfather cry. The only time I ever saw my grandfather cry is when I was, like, 13 years old, maybe 12. He took me to see Patch Adams in the theater, and he cried. At, my grandfather cried at Patch Adams. So here's the thing: I thought that was going to be a comedy. Oh boy, did oh, that take a fucking twist! It's dark. Holy shit! We all thought it was going to be a comedy. That's why I caught my grandfather off, off, off and he started crying. Cause I was like, off what the fuck is happening? I stopped the movie. Yeah. I stopped it because it's like. No, no, no! You're not just gonna randomly kill this fucking woman. I Fuck know. You. Like, oh, it's brutal. Holy God. Yeah, yep. And that really, uh, really fucked up. Jesus, Joseph uh, Miko, my papa. Yeah, puppies, puppies is what we call them. Um, uh, do big men wear fuzzy socks? Is one of our questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. I I wear socks that fit me. I wouldn't say they're overly fuzzy. They have gold toes. Oh, uh, funny thing about gold toes is my mother-in-law uh, believes they're the best socks, and she bought me a bunch of them. I like them. Yeah, yeah like they're them. nice. They're not fuzzy. They're just thick. They're thick. Yeah. yeah. Fuzzy. So- my feet get very hot. Yeah, I don't. So I can't sweat. I'm not a. Wool- yeah, I'm wearing wool socks. It means I'm hiking through a tundra. And I will never do that. So yeah. I guess my answer is no. I've done it once or twice. Okay. Not not like a tundra. More like a, a barren wasteland. Okay. But anyway, it was nice to have warm socks there. Yeah. Good. Good, 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 good. Excellent. Oh, speaking of which, perfect. Um, one of our questions is, what character from the National Lampoon Christmas Vacation are you? Who? Uh, I mean, it probably has to be Randy Quaid. I'm yeah. just big and blundering, and I'm constantly firing shit all over the street. My favorite thing he says in that is when he's about to go sledding. He goes, oh, no, Clark, I can't go sledding. I had to... <laughs> Had the steel plate in my head switched out for a plastic one because every time Jared would, would use the microwave, I'd piss my pants yeah. and forget who I was for half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just the delivery of it. It's just so smooth. Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, th- hold on. Let's think for a second. So the men that stand out in that are the shitty neighbor who's married to Julie Lou Dreyfus. He's a piece of shit. He's awful. Yeah. Fuck that, that guy. That whole family is awful. And yeah. Julie Lou Dreyfus. Well, just the two of them. They don't have kids. Well, yeah. Yeah. Just the two of them are terrible. They, yeah. So they're awful. Hilariously. Like, Hilariously bend awful. over and I'll show you. Yeah. Like, I wasn't talking to you. Perfectly. Perfectly. It God. really is just. Julie Lou Dreyfus is one of, if not the yeah. greatest. She's definitely one of the greatest comedic actresses yeah, of yeah. our time, <laughs> if not of all time. She is fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's going to be um, real sad when Veep goes off the air because yeah. she is so good. They've already got like six seasons, seven, seven. seasons. Yeah, no, they, it's had a good run. Yeah. It's not like it's been I bad. need to go back to that. I think I saw the first couple seasons. Just I remember one of the things standing out was like the list of insults that they had for Jonah that they oh. read in front of the committee. Oh, that was beautiful. So good. Um, but yeah, so, so uh, Randy Quaid. It had to be Randy Quaid. I think the yeah. bumbling nature and the, uh, you know, yeah. Randy Quaid, I think, is a good one. Um, I think... Yeah. Is it Uncle Jack? Uh, there's... The, okay. uh, the smoking uncle? Oh, the, Grandpa. No, not Grandpa. Grandpa was very sweet. This oh was the, God, un- the it uncle. It was the aunt and uncle. 
and she because she wrapped her cat up. That's right, yeah. And he was the you one. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. Exactly. William Hickey. William Hickey. Uh, that fucking I think guy. I would be William Hickey. Grab my stogie. Yeah. Anything I... else, Uncle? Oh, Uncle. It's not Uncle Jack. Uncle Arthur. Uncle Arthur. Uncle Arthur. I think it is That's Uncle right. Arthur. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Somebody, somebody calls him a nutbag, and he says, "Don't piss me off, Art." No, that's a different. God damn it. Anyway, yeah, it's yeah. not Uncle Art, but it's uncle yeah but no definitely he's 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 amazing Just, i love that his voice is oh it's brilliant oh the part of the movie where he's like, like yeah she's like do you want to say grace and she's like she died 40 years ago <laughs> and then they're like no say grace stop blessing and she's like oh okay she folds her I hands pledge, and goes pledge allegiance to the flag they all just, they all slowly Randy Quaid stands up. He stands up and puts his hand over his fucking heart. Oh, God. Jesus, that, that movie is so good. It's such a solid movie. And just the random kids in it. Like, isn't, isn't the little, the little redneck boy, isn't that uh, the kid from Roseanne? Maybe? Isn't that I the don't little, know. I think that's I the little know. boy from Roseanne. Um, Could be. I think. Uh, Juliette Lewis, obviously. Juliette Lewis, yeah, yeah. Mind. Um... Yeah, and God. Brian Doyle Murray, like seriously, Brian anything... Doyle Murray being the, the Brian Doyle Murray only plays a crotchety old boss. Yeah. That's all he ever is. But, so that's the thing. In uh, I believe in every um, in every Bill Murray movie, he gets a part for Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, I could be wrong. Oh, I bet. And I don't know if it carries over to the Wes Anderson stuff, but I think it's like I know in Ghostbusters, he's the psychiatrist. No, I'm sorry, Ghostbusters Two. Yeah, he's the psychiatrist. That's just like. When they get committed, he's just asking. Really, he's not being a dick, and he, that was he, kind of Brian fun. Doyle Murray is the um, the cr like absolute cameo actor. He, he never really has is. a big part. He's in everything. I was watching. Um, yeah. I can't think of one thing. Christopher where... Guest. He's in a bunch of Christopher Guest movies for like two seconds. That's he was great. in. Um, I was watching Waiting for Guffman, mm -hmm. and he um he played like one of the actors, like one of the actors' dads working in an auto shop. <laughs> That's the perfect role for him. Yeah, that makes exactly. me so happy. He's just a perfect like mechanic slash whatever. Was he in Scrooge? Who was he in Scrooge? He was. I know he, he was. wasn't the big boss, the guy that like he was the guy that talked like this. It wasn't him. It wasn't. It wasn't in the office. Oh, he was. He was a uh, um, fucking Bill Murray's father. Yeah. No, that's yeah, 20 pounds of veal. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh god, it just it makes me so warm. Just to know that when Bill Murray's in a movie, Brian Doyle Murray's going to be in there somewhere. Same with Ron Howard. He puts his weird-looking brother in stuff. Oh, he's such a weird-looking motherfucker. He, he really sticks out is. in everything. Oh, poor guy. I mean, he's I mean, not poor guy. He has a phenomenal acting career yeah. because... His voice is great. Because he's you like... not forget his face, He's man. like, oh, okay, Ron Howard's brother's there. <laughs> I can't remember who he was in Solo. He was in Solo. He must have been in Solo. I mean, he probably had prosthetics on in Solo. Or did he need them? That's the thing, dude. Clint Howard is like, I know. that's a specific looking face, man. He is. He like turns around. Oh, like, ah. Who hate He there. always looks like an, like. <laughs> he like, looks like the kid from Star Trek. He looks like an 80s elf. I think is a good way to put it. He like, must be an elf, too. Isn't he an elf? Maybe. He has to be an elf. Elf. Oh, Elf made the list, definitely. Elf is one of those movies that, like, it, it instantly went to my Christmas list. Sure. Like, I wasn't, I went from, you know, 
having just seen it to being like, well, I guess I'm watching this once a year. So here's the thing. I saw it, I think, in a time when I was getting tired of Will Ferrell because I feel like I'd seen Blades of Glory, Talladega Nights, this, 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 I and I watched Elf was and his was like, final, was his last, I mean, it was definitely in his peak where he was everywhere. Doing every other month. But it was, was one of new. his great ones. It was right before he dropped off and he started doing weird ones like, you ever see semi, Semi-Pro? That one sucked. He was a semi-pro basketball player. And it was lame, and it was like, but um, Andre 3000 from Outcast was in it, so I was hoping it would be good. I and like the lead character is Woody Harrelson, which is also weird. How did that go badly? That sounds hilarious. It it, it just, it, it was, it, was, it felt rushed. Like, it was kind of like, a, all right, everyone signed on, we got a weekend to film. Sure. <laughs> like, let's just do it. Yeah. Uh, let's just let Will Ferrell say things that have nothing to do with any. Yeah. Which, like, part of me is, is great, but part of me is like, Will Ferrell must get tired of people not writing scripts yeah like how like, often go again go again whatever you want to do will how often you want to, for yeah. him is he just being there like just keep saying things and he's great he's an yeah. phenomenal improviser him and john c Riley, i think step yeah. the movie step brothers is probably six pages long for this script <laughs> yeah. and they're just like go in do this shit. scene your friends at the end of the scene your enemies at the end yeah, yeah. i feel like the he, I feel like the way he mitigated that is like, well, okay, if you're going to have me do that, I want to be in a room with Dave Keckner, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, exactly. Fred Willard. Like, give me a room full of people that can just snap back and forth with yeah. one another. Yeah. And pay me. Well, that's why what, that was, they were called the new Rat Pack for a while. Really? Yeah. It was Will Ferrell. I believe that. Um, Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. John C. Riley, uh, both of the Wilson brothers, both Owen and Luke Wilson. Yeah. Um, Vince Vaughn. Steve Carell. Uh-huh. Um, uh, who's the big guy from David Keckner? The pit. No, oh, is it pit? David Keckner from the old? From the old? The pit. Not not the pit. Um, Upright Citizens Brigade, the TV show Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, I don't know. Mustache. Anyway, is he an anchorman? To the guy that talks like this all the time. Well, there's that guy. That's, that's David, David Keckner. Keckner. I'm yeah. thinking of yes, David Keckner is one of those guys. Okay. I'm thinking of what's a he's one of those guys that's in absolutely fucking everything. Sure. God, it's gonna kill me. Hmm. It's gonna kill me. I didn't like Anchorman two. See, that's the Anchorman thing. two was lame. I feel I'll, like with you, man. they ran out of things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually I just watched uh, the good guy. No, sorry, the other guys. Another one of those where it's Other like, guys was a slow burn for me. No, I liked it later. I like some, there's some moments in it that are fantastic. I mean, yeah. Steve Coogan, I'll, I'll see him in anything. He's fantastic. Yes. And the ra- like the random joke with fucking Michael Keaton occasionally referencing uh, TLC songs. Oh my god. That was so stupid, but that was brilliant. Matt Walsh. That guy. Yes. Okay. Matt yeah, Walsh yeah. is another one of those guys that like we just trust him to do his thing. Sure. Like I love it. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I need to give Elf another look. I just Elf remember seeing it and being like, I, I was fatigued. I was fatigued by Will Ferrell. No, totally. But, but then, it, it definitely deserves it. Everyone, it's just one, every now and then you get a movie where everything clicks. And okay. Elf is one of those just well-written. Elf is like My Cousin Vinny. Where just, wow, just, that's high praise, man. Just, Holy shit. Where writing-wise, yeah. everything falls 
perfectly. We're just like, ooh, 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 that was good. Oh, that was good. Elf is one of those movies that you're just I like. I need to revisit that. Thing. Yeah, because actually, you do. I think because we talked about it, or I talked about it with somebody, I recently rewatched My Cousin Vinny. It's oh my God. unreal how good that movie is. It really is. Like, even like when you've seen as many movies as like you and I have, and you sit down, and I'm just amazed. It still stands out. Yeah, you're just amazed writing-wise. For example, I, I understand how important it was, but I'm very upset that every year when like the film committee comes out with the 100 yeah. best movies of all time Citizen Kane is always number 1 and it drives me a little nutty because I know it did a lot of things that had never been done yeah. in cinema blah 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 <clears> blah <throat> but it's a wonderful life is number 2 and as I've just described it it's clearly perfect yeah <laughs> The thing is, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, the whole thing with, like, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to study that in school because it was the first narrative. Yes. It's exactly. not good. It's no. just first. I Same feel like with, eventually... And, and that's the reason we all had to read Beowulf. Oh, They're Beowulf. like, this is this is terrible, but it's one of the first, like, hero stories. Epic like, story, epic like, poems. This is one of the it's, yeah, it's, like, Did you the see original? the movie with Angelina Jolie? No, because I didn't like that it was computer animated, but not computer animated. Yeah. That, like, I just... I love CGI. But Crispin Glover plays Grendel. Oh, does he? So that's kind of worth the price of admission. Glover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even just watch that scene. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. We've I, talked about Crispin Glover and how he's like creepy good. <laughs> like, he's creepy good. Yeah. I, I have a big affinity. When I, had, when I had my podcast years ago, I was emailing everybody to see if they'd be on the podcast. And so the, the guest list consisted of my friends and then occasionally somebody i'd swindle like the the, the guy who was uh, the head of tweaker and what yeah, yeah. the drummer in nine inch nails and it was just like i just get to talk with this guy and i reached out to chris mcglover's publicist and he he is his publicist so i'm suddenly emailing with chris mcglover smart of him like this is publicist <laughs> oh, and he's he like this is my everything. email too <laughs> and so i was like hey you know would you like to be on this podcast and so he asked me a question where he's like um you know what is the listenership and i was like oh you know the, the it's this kind of person he's like how many people listen to your podcast? I'm like, not many, Crispin, not many yeah. at all. He didn't even respond, but I get it. Totally. I had nothing to offer him. I know, and that's so. what's hard. Like, I, I go out all the time, and I'm very lucky to, I mean, we've had 50 episodes or something like that. Um, you've been in 10 of them, but other than that, it's been all new people. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's great. I'm, I, I'm, oh, no, and I, I have and I one get, with Karen ready to go. Yeah. And I get like the so many fantastic. good, like people in there because yeah. I've lived a weird enough life where I have to be yeah. friends with people <laughs> doing really cool shit. Yeah. And like, so I get to talk with people that like are doing amazing stuff. So I have like kind of not like a decently high profile guest list. It's eclectic. It's very eclectic it's, and everyone's yeah. very successful in their fields. And it's, so I feel good about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I know this time everyone I've known every person personally yeah so far that's the difference between I've known everyone and somebody who's just like gets a fact and that's the thing I've known every single person personally so far which is what's fun about me doing it I learned about my friends that I've never known and like it's cool um but I always have like Laura's always asking me she's like why don't you get this person why don't you get this person why don't you get this person and I tell them like well I don't know them and I don't have anything to offer them you have plenty to offer me yeah but it's like, yeah, I want them to be on our show. But it's again, it's like our, I mean, yeah. you're listening now and I love you very much. And we have an amazing community that listens to the show, but I'm not Joe Rogan. Yeah. I'm not like 
You what happens is you're going to have my audience love you and learn about you and it's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't have, you're just going to lose two hours of your life. Yeah. yeah. I don't have like the Joe Rogan or the, the crooked media guys who have literally millions of subscribers. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I, I'm offering you a great conversation and the love of a small and mighty group. Well, so in my mind, What's the downside? The worst thing ever is they it's say just time. no. And that's, the, yeah. and, and that's what people say. But also it's like you never one know. of the things I like about this podcast is like conversations are always so easy and so relaxed because we're yeah. friends. And I'm always nervous about going if into you're like reading questions, interview mode. Sure. No, I don't want to go into interview mode. Oh, speaking of interview mode, speaking of famous people. So, you know, when you're driving and um, you kind of do that thing where for some reason in New York and I think in the U.S. in general, I have a green light to take a right turn. Okay. But at the same time, the people on the crosswalk can also cross the street, even though I'm also cleared to go. It's just, it's, it's one of our blips in, in thing where sure. we just trust people not to hit pedestrians. Hopefully. But like, I'm allowed to go, but so are the pedestrians. Yeah. But every now and then and you they don't do this thing. about you. They don't give a fuck <laughs> about you. But every yeah. now and then you do this like stutter stop thing. Like, am yeah. I going to go? Are you going to wait for me? Am I yeah. going to go? And you and the pedestrian are doing that. And then you let them go. And I did that on the way here today. Okay. We're driving. I'm taking a right turn because I was looking for parking. And I'm like doing a little stutter step. And I'm like, oh, fine. Oh, fine. You go. You go. You go. So then the person waves at me to be kind of like a, the quick, like, thanks for letting hey, me go. And I'm like, me. Yeah. it's fine. And then I realized as I'm kind of like dismissively, like, giving them a wave back, like, it's fine that the person I almost hit was Mark Ruffalo. Oh, down in on Long Island City? Yeah, down on your street corner, Mark Ruffalo and his buddy. And I was just like, ah, oh, hey, Mark Ruffalo. So that's an in. Yeah. When this podcast is on recording, you get on Twitter and go, hey, Mark Ruffalo, I almost hit you with my car. Want to be on my podcast? No, exactly. Because <laughs> big guys, Hulk, giant things, big things. Exactly. Oh, I would love, oh, God, if I can get the Hulk on here. Dude, if you can get the Hulk, you can get all the Avengers. Yeah. people, Hulk is big right now. Hulk I mean, is he's big. always big. He's but like, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. I was seeing, that, again, I live in, we live in New York City. Sure. I shouldn't be, I'm not always surprised to see famous people. But Mark Ruffalo is more than just famous right now. No, he's, he's beyond the famous. Yeah. And it's one of those things where he's just walking, he's just crossing the street. He yeah. Wasn't, there wasn't crowds of people going around me he was just talking to his buddy yeah. and he waved at me like thanks for not hitting me with your car and i'm like thank you mark ruffalo and that's what happened is i did the thing where i then went around the block and there wasn't parking so i had to go around the block again and then oh, i no. passed by mark ruffalo again i'm like ah now nah, look real fucking creepy like i'm the dude stalking mark ruffalo if he's had any time in new york he understands that you're looking i'm just for looking parking. for parking yeah and honestly between meeting mark ruffalo and finding parking it's like I know. I could potentially meet Mark Ruffalo again. That parking space will not be here no, in two minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know. It's so sad. He understands that. He's a cool dude. He's one of those guys that, like, the fact that he did just wave to me, like, I was like, Mark Ruffalo is one of those few famous people that you see them do just do a tiny thing like that. And yeah. You just go, I think he's, he's a great guy. But yeah. you're like, he's normal as fuck. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's just a super See, normal thing to was do. Ball cat sunglasses. Ball cat. Ball cat no. and sunglasses. Just out there. Just out there. And that's the thing. I've seen a lot of celebrities yeah. come in and like, uh, Laura used to work at this coffee shop. They had celebrities come in all the time. Again, ball cap, sunglasses, high thing. Just yeah. hey, can I have this? Blah, 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 blah. Because they don't want to be disturbed and I don't blame them. I feel like Starbucks is the worst place to go for a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. But Mark Ruffalo, just, yeah, no, just out there, just being Mark, being incredibly recognizable Mark Ruffalo walking nice. around. 
It was fun. It was this, cool. This makes me like this neighborhood more. I have at least one Avenger doing tours. And what happened was my, one of my first thoughts also besides Mark Ruffalo's a really decent human being yeah. was, man, we're not going to be able to afford to live here that much longer if Mark Ruffalo's just walking around. I mean, I'm hoping he announced his... Amazon's coming in. Mark Ruffalo's just doing street walks. We are, <laughs> we are losing our homes soon, sir. This is, this is going to be an issue. 2021, I think they're breaking ground. Oh, yeah. Oh. Until then, it's going to be great. I know. I know. It is so funny because I'm like, wow, this is a... This is a sign of the apocalypse. This is a sign this of the apocalypse. the third seal being opened. Yeah. This is now a neighborhood where Mark Ruffalo doesn't have to disguise himself. He feels free to wander exactly. around. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Jesus. Wow. Here we go. It's bittersweet. I know. Um... We don't have any more Christmas questions. All the other no Christmas questions left are marry me, please. When will we be in Switzerland? Whenever anyone invites me to Switzerland. You know that they're inviting um, you to Switzerland. Yeah. That's One guy literally is. wrote, um, uh, the amount of how do you get into modeling are going to be hilariously high as always. <laughs> I said, I know. No. I know. Um, he also said, the same guy's name is Avery. And he, uh, I, I mean, you're the only one I've called out, Avery. Uh, he, he, he talks to me on Instagram all the time. He's a very nice gentleman. Nice. Um, he's the one who said that the amount of, uh, how do you get into modeling is going to be hilariously high. He also said he randomly found a king size magazine in which there was a shot with a beautiful dog. How was that? Avery, he was great. He was a great dog. I was not his owner. Um, and he was very concerned that his owner would walk away when it was time to start shooting. So, so most of our shoot was me trying to get the dog to look in the correct direction because he yeah. kept looking at the side to his owner. I'm like, no, no, it's okay, buddy. So I was just like in my back pocket was just a bunch of treats and I'm just shoveling them in his face. <laughs> and what happens is I'd hand him a treat and then I would yell at the photographer, the Marco, picture. and I'd be like, go, 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 go. And then we'd like take a couple and I'd smile. Um, <laughs> Avery also asks, are you still actively making music or acting or both? If so, is there anywhere that I can see some of that? Um, Dude, well, dreamstocks.com? Dreamstock? No, no. We no. stopped paying that a long time ago. <laughs> you can go to the Facebook.com slash Dreamstocks. Um, Are you yeah. on like, Spotify, iTunes? Yeah, yeah. The okay. Dreamstocks album is on Spotify. That's um, real? That's cool. Yeah, Avery, my comedy album, um, The Dreamstocks, is on. It's like Beanstalks with Dream. Um, it's a fake children's band, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the Dreamstocks are on Spotify. You can buy our music. Don't. I don't think we have a login to CD Baby anymore. <laughs> so CD like, Baby, even if wow. you so, so even if you buy it through iTunes, I don't know if we'll ever see a dime. So don't worry about it. Um, just it's on Spotify for free, like everybody else. Yeah, just yeah, go yeah. check it out on Spotify. Yeah. Um, acting wise, I wish. Um, I, I did mostly theater before I started modeling, and then I was in film for a little bit. I'm in a movie called Three Bound, where I have a cameo scene in. It's a romantic comedy. That's I the play bartender. a smarmy bartender, nice. so you can keep an eye out for Three Bound. Smarm tender. Um, other than that, I, I play a cop in a couple things. Never a cop, because I wouldn't shave my beard. I play a... Can't do that. Oh, yeah. Boy. No, exactly. So I won't do that. So I play a prison guard because they don't have to be clean shaven. I guess the ethics rules are different in correctional facilities. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, we're still, I'm still out there doing stuff, just, you know, modeling a lot more. Uh, Paul and I are going to be filming some stuff soon just yeah, to be once fun. It, I mean, like, once we have a life. <laughs> I'd say it has to be before April because I feel like that's when the sweating can start. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, just, I don't even know what it would be going around doing small things, bumping our heads on Union Square. I know, Square. no, we don't even have an idea. We just, no. 
you know, just tall guys doing small things. Paul and I get along so well, and we're yeah. both so big that we feel like there's something there. Netflix. If we could, get, if we could get, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys green light stuff. What about two big guys walking yeah, around? Two big guys just walking around. Exactly. I don't know. Do we know any really short? You know, Jeanette Johnson. John, Johnston. No. Don't know her. She's in the. She's in our bar. She's the the short. Probably. Yeah, you definitely. She used to date Dave Lanson. She's like, Dave Lanson. No. Okay, so for some reason you don't have this connection. There's a, okay. well, I wasn't in our bar ever. Um, but if you've been there, you've most been likely there. seen no, her. The I've seen everybody. There's so many people in our bar I know by face, but sure. I don't know their names. She's really short. She looks a little like um, Willa Holland from Arrow, the sister. Nope. Speed, okay. Um, tiny, like really tiny. Um, sassy has this great voice. At the end of this is, 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 is the fact that this is the moral of the story. This girl's short and funny. We should She's use She's short and funny. <laughs> and it's like her on her own. Then you understand all we're doing yeah. is it's remaking gags. the Sarah Silverman show. Because that's all that oh was. Oh my gosh, that's right. Yeah, but she's shorter than Sarah Silverman. And we're taller than Brian Posehn and Steve Agee. I'm not, I'm not taller than Brian Posehn. He's 6'7". I'm, I'm, right? Is he? I, I think he's taller, taller than, than him. Are you sure? I met him after Comic-Con. All right. And um, Brian, we're looking up your Wikipedia. He did not like... I don't think... I don't know if he just smoked up. So he had done like the, the comedy at the end of the opening night of uh, New York Comic-Con a couple years ago. And he made a joke about like... I always make a joke about somebody smoking me up after the show, and then people do. And then I was waiting in line, a bunch of people waiting in line to like shake a hand, get an autograph, get a picture. And he had clearly smoked up in the time between the end of the show and waiting in line for people. And I don't know if maybe he was, if I made him paranoid because I was taller than him. Yeah, no, it's freaky. Yeah. Um, one of what's upsetting is that when you go to Wikipedia for Brian Posehn height, or no, when you go to Wikipedia for Brian Posehn, his height isn't the first thing there. I feel like that's what most people are looking for. Which bums me out, because I think he's he's hilarious. No, he's, yeah, no, he's yeah. very hilarious. But anyway, but he's, he's, also he's really exactly tall. what I thought. He's 6'7". Six, seven. Six, so he's seven. an inch taller than me, an inch shorter than you. Interesting. I've also, since, since my surgery, my posture has improved. Oh. So things feel a little different. And this was when I had a, more of a hunch. Yeah. So yeah. I straighten up. If there's anyone tall in the room, sure. I'm mostly hunched over yeah. all the time, um, especially like I'll be like, at, oh, I was working at Amazon the other day, and mm -hmm. we're in, I'm in their cafeteria, we're like while we're on break, yeah. And I'm like, I realized what a fucking troll goblin I eat like. <laughs> hunched over, my face is almost like, yeah. my face is almost like on the table, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like. And then I realize I'm like, you are so tall. You must look so crazy hunched yeah. over at this tiny table eating. So I would like stand up, but then right away I'm like, there's no way I'm getting from that plate to my mouth without yes. it landing on. There. Yes, there's no possible way. We have to go twice the distance of everyone else. Exactly. There's no way it's gonna. I've been told that my whole life. Yeah. Like, bring the food to your mouth. It's like How? this is literally two feet. Yeah. And if you're eating salad, fuck that. No. You're getting dressing everywhere. It's falling off the if, fork. If I cannot. Pierce it with my fork. Yeah, there's no way. Rice, so rice is how oh, Chinese how? food in general yeah. just covered. You got to like spin the noodle. You got to eat it like, yeah. like pasta. Yeah, exactly. I can't eat uh, ramen or pho or any noodle soup like that without uh, yeah. wearing. With the pho, other day, I think it's appropriate to drink from the bowl. I yeah, think. but it's the noodle. It's yeah. I'm just sucking up the noodle. It's slapping stuff everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And that's yeah. why, like, if you watch like videos of like Japanese people eating noodle soup, they their faces. 
put it it's, right they next lift to their it up face. And, yeah, because but, it's efficient and they know what they're doing. But in America, it's like not cool to do yeah. that, so you're not supposed to. The other day, we had ramen. Um, Laura and I ordered ramen, and I literally went into my closet, took the cooking apron, put it on, and sat down. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, this is a new shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, keeping this shirt. Well, uh, yeah, or you could be like, Laura, or I can just take my shirt off and yeah, be sitting here that, eating ramen shirtless. Sweaty and shirtless, eating ramen, yeah, and it's slapping against my skin, and I'm like rubbing it off. Yeah, and you think you get it all, but then at the end of the night, I know, uh, I know. There's that one. God, I find like I, I have to wear. I love white <laughs> shirts. I'm not, like, oh yeah, I can't wear them. It's no. impossible. I, I, on suit. shoots, I'll be wearing like a suit with a white shirt, and they're like, Zach, can we uh, get you a cup of coffee? And I said, Not until we're Absolutely done not. shooting yeah. this thing. Yeah. Can't do it out. Like once we're done shooting this thing, yeah. I will, I will happily do it. Yeah. Otherwise, or I, get me a bib, and yeah. no pictures. Yeah, I just need a bib. I actually saw it. it's perfect. So babies have new bibs. <laughs> bibs have been upgraded since we were babies. That's they used fantastic. To just be cloth. Now they're like silicone, and they have like the bottom like flips up into a trough. Like cup thing. That's brilliant. So everything just that's the simplest, most brilliant idea. Somebody is a billionaire. Whoever did that is so smart because what happens before is yeah, it hit your bib, but then the solid stuff kept going and landed on the floor. Yeah. Now your baby's doing anything. Everything's in that little cup. You You just just throw. That was like like disposable. That better than a Shark Tank thing because that was like something so simple and so simple and so smart. I'm like, how come no one put cups on bibs? That's perfect. That is perfect. But anyway, I want a, an adult size one for I myself. Feel, yeah, there, there has to be something out there. How come I, I only get a bib if I'm eating lobster? Can I get a bib? And those aren't even real. I guess it's the butter, but it's not like it no other butter. meal has butter. No, also, I soup. will. What am I supposed to do with soup? Soup and spaghetti. I'm way more likely to get stuff on myself than yeah. lobster. I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. just for like inefficient lobster crackers, like people who don't know how to crack a lobster and it's going to crack a lobster. You gotta be from New England. I don't want to crack a lobster. I'll show you. We'll go through it. Okay. It's not. You, you go for the knuckles. Always, always crack a knuckle is a good way to think about it. Okay. All right. When you're having the claw. Yeah. First thing you do is you take the bottom and pincher. Pull and you that out. Rip that off. Yes. There's a big old piece of cartilage, and it'll come out with that. Beyond that, I have no idea how to eat a lobster. Crack on the knuckles and go from there. The the tiny little. All, all not a lot of meat in there. All well, no, and the little the little legs there is meat, but it's like impossible to get out. Of. Yeah. So when you're eating a lobster, you're really eating the tail and the claws. You that if, really is it, isn't if it? If you're a crazy person, oh, you'll you eat can the try to get. And the, oh. oh no, see, I like. That. I, I, I was gonna I, say if you're a crazy person, you try to get out the legs, um, the tiny little ones. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So, you know what it is? I I feel like lobster in general is a vehicle for the butter. We were in Maine one time. We got lobster rolls, and it's like this tastes like mayonnaise and butter. Like well, lobster it on which one gets like so the, money. So, so a traditional Maine lobster is mayonnaise based. Okay. A traditional Connecticut lobster is just drawn butter, and it's way better. Ooh. It's literally just melted butter. Butter's much better than mayonnaise. Yeah, oh, yeah agreed. And there's a third kind. I can't remember what it is. There's like a Massachusetts kind or a Rhode Island style, but Connecticut style is just butter. Main style is like mayo base with some paprika. Mayo is not tasty though. Oh, it is. I mean, I, I disagree. <laughs> I love mayonnaise, but it grosses me out still. Yeah. I love halal food, um, and I'll always get the white sauce on halal food. Is that the tzatziki? For people not in New York City, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Halal is um, is, halal is like 
from what I understand is yeah. the uh, Islam version of kosher. Yes. So it's just okay. the way they prepare the meat and whatnot in accordance with Islamic traditions. Um, but it's delicious. And so the halal carts. Street um, meat. Street Back meat, to the street meat. They serve... <laughs> Uh, these these whole, these mystery meats usually that the lamb and the chicken yeah and they just serve them on a bed of rice with sauce and stuff and the main sauce they use is called white sauce it's literally called white sauce that's it not, has that's no other name tzatziki no tzatziki is a Greek yogurt and um a Greek yogurt and cucumber and dill sauce which is very very good so what is in the halal white sauce it's mayonnaise found out it's mayonnaise with some stuff in it so I had the same thing okay so this actually blew my and mind it, and, it, and it broke my heart when I found out it was mayonnaise because I was ordering from one halal delivery place mm -hmm. and they're like what kind of sauce do you want and it's always white sauce hot sauce or barbecue sauce but no one ever orders barbecue that sauce. Yeah, it's just for, for weird. halal no. no exactly so you always order white sauce and hot sauce combined um, but Ooh. under the white sauce it said mayonnaise based and I was like oh why'd you have to say that to me so I, when, when I lived in Florida, one of the things I will give Florida credit for is they had a lot of Japanese steakhouses, like the Benihana kind of deal where like the food is cooked in front of you. And they would give you three sauces. They'd give you like a gingery sauce, a brown sauce that was kind of soy-ish, and then white sauce. You could put the white sauce on uncooked human flesh. Yeah. And I would just need more white sauce. Yeah. When... So years later, I'm living in New York City, and a friend's like, hey, we're going to Benihana. I'm like, what's that? They say, oh, it's like all the places from Florida. I'm like, white sauce. We get there. They put out the dishes of sauce. Only two dishes of sauce. There's no white sauce. I say, hey, can I get some white sauce? They say, we don't know what you mean. Mm -hmm. So then, last years and years and years ago, I went back to Florida. Turns out you can buy the white sauce. I bought the white sauce. I bought eight bottles because I'm a fucking psycho. I gave one to my friend, and I had seven in my pantry. I didn't go to Benihana for like nine months. When it came around, I'm like, oh, I got my thing. They had all gone bad like two fucking weeks after uh, I got them. Because uh, it's mayonnaise. It's mayonnaise. No, it's mayonnaise. It's literally mayonnaise. And they have it in um, the grocery stores in Astoria. You can buy the white sauce, and, it's, really? and it literally says like halal white sauce. Like, they did just... I wonder if that's the exact same as the I Japanese white sauce. I think it is. It's mayonnaise-based. Yeah. It's mayonnaise with some other shit in it. It's sweet, kind know. of. Yeah, and also kind of vinegary. Yeah. Kind of like, I That would know. be incredible if Japanese white sauce was the same as halal white sauce. I feel like there's some sort of I think international... all it is... No, I don't think they eat it in other countries. Oh, I think no. all it's it like is... It's like duck sauce. Exactly. only ones that are... I think all yeah. it, like, like halal white Making sauce and benihana sauce is like, let's give the Americans what they want. Yeah. More mayonnaise. It's just ranch dressing. <laughs> We're just yeah. spraying ranch dressing on everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, let's yeah. call it white sauce. Yeah. Let's get, let's get so lazy. Let's not even think about it. It's yeah. White it's sauce. sauce. It's sauce. It's white sauce. Ugh. They're laughing at us. They do. <laughs> They're just like, can you believe these fucking guys are eating white sauce? That's our fault. That's our fault. I'm going to take the blame for that. Yeah. It was on us. Sorry. That's us. But it's delicious. I'm going to oh, order so it delicious. every oh, single God. time. I'm probably going to order it tonight. All right. We got to wrap up here because we've yeah. been talking for it's a minute. It's dinner time. Yeah, it's dinner man. time. Now we got to have some white sauce. Um, I'm eating pasta because I'm going to watch a little Sopranos. Oh, I don't know. It's wide open, man. Dude. So right now, I just got some text that uh, my dog is um, uh, sick at the shitting. moment. No, yeah, he, he shit on the carpet today. Shitting. 
And then I was like, oh, no. And I cleaned it up. And then he shit on the carpet in front of us. So then I was like, oh, you're, you're sick. He's like, really sick. He's That's sick. the saddest thing. And then I'm like, oh, that sucks. I don't know why you're sick. I don't know what you ate, but you're like sick. Does your dog get into the trash and stuff? Sometimes, but nothing really crazy. I don't know what he gave to him. And then I just got a text now that Laura just got home and she's like, poop on the carpet and throw up on the bedspread. And I was like, cool. He's sick. So now I can't take my poor puppy to the vet tomorrow, <sighs> not tonight. Um, I got stuff to do. Yeah. I know. That's terrible. But it's like, but it's not an emergency. They're just going to go, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Like, and I've, I've done the emergency room visit with the vet and it's expensive for one, but for two, it's like, they don't know what they could. They're like, he needs, he needs water. They're like, we can give him an IV or he needs to, he's dehydrated. He just needs to keep drinking water and stuff. Yeah. So this is something whenever it's it comes stomach to vets, It's the same like as humans is like, he ate order. something terrible. So now he has a stomach. He's just yarking on a chicken bone. <clears throat> Yeah, he's just, he gonna, the, yeah. he's just going to... He's just going to... Snots. Exactly. Back to Christmas <laughs> vacation. <laughs> I love that noise. But yeah, so he's... So my poor buddy is going to uh, expel all bodily fluids, and then I'm going to fill him full of water and other fluids. This always kind of confuses me when you go to a vet. Like, when you think, like, veterinarian, it's like you are a doctor for animals. Yeah. And then you bring in your animal, and it's like, yeah, he needs water. No, exactly. Well, it's so much harder, like, with a vet, because... <laughs> can't ask the dog directly yeah. what it hurts hurt. what's yeah. wrong that always, like, yeah so they're always just like ah, we don't know what it is so hopefully hopefully everyone say uh do you have an outside dog is he an outside puppy i mean he goes outside but he just so we could live have eaten, outside we could have eaten anything yeah but like i'm outside with him when he's outside i'm not just throwing him outside like it's gotcha. not the 1950s Find all the cigarette butts yeah, yeah. So chances are whatever he ate that made him sick, I gave to him because he's a beggar and I give him food. So chances are he, oh, he did eat a whole cucumber. But Can dogs have cucumbers? I think so. But there's just water. That's like water. He did. That's all I can think of the weird things he ate is he ate a whole cucumber. The I know day. grapes apparently murder dogs. Yes. The skin of grapes is what gets it. Yeah. But, but I wonder if the skin of a cucumber is similar to dogs. I can digest. I don't understand. Like, yeah, grape skin is the worst thing for a dog, but I can eat a grape. I mean, we're we're. I, I wonder. We are. That's all I just thought of. Is the dogs. only thing I think that he ate weird was a cucumber. My dog one time back if I in Florida. Google this, and he's just. They're like cucumbers. Have you been worst. feeding him cucumbers? I mean, I've never heard of it, but yeah, you know, we dropped a uh, when when we had a, a glass jar of mayonnaise. Dropped a glass jar of mayonnaise. I turned around to clean it up. I looked back. The dog had eaten some glass covered in mayonnaise. And he was fine. I don't know how that happened. Mayonnaise is just like eggs and oil, right? But the glass. Oh. The glass. Oh, like there were pieces that. of glass missing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And he seemed totally fine. It was like, we're going to have to have an operation. And he was just like, nope. Didn't have any horrible poops. Um, I don't know. It's don't always let weird. Let your dog eat raw potatoes. That's a new one for me. Is that something that happened? Did he eat raw potatoes? Uh, but he can clearly you have cucumbers potatoes? because when you Google can your dog eat cucumbers, it's just pictures of dogs eating cucumbers. <laughs> so I'm like, either people are terrible. Yeah, it's like the or... cucumber thing with the, with the cat. I haven't done that because apparently it really, really freaks out a cat. I have, and my cat just looked at it. Really? Xylitol. Okay. Which is in like toothpaste and candy and gums. That could be a thing. Avocado he didn't have, alcohol he didn't have, onions and garlic is always a possibility, coffee he's not supposed to have, grapes I know he can't have, <laughs> milk and dairy products, he definitely had milk at one point. Like, I get that it's 
supposed Mac to be dog. Macadamia nuts? Okay. I get that the dog is supposed to, like, get into the trash and eat coffee grounds, but I'm picturing, like, somebody pouring the dog a cup of coffee and Laura being like, Zach, you really shouldn't do that. It's like, it's fine. I <laughs> just, like, looking at him. He might have had some, I don't know what he had, but he ate something. So everyone say a non-denominational or denominational prayer for my dog. Make sure he's fine. I think he just needs, he's like me when I have a stomach bug. He just needs to empty. Yeah. And then he'll be okay. So it's maybe just, get him a little, uh, maybe get him a little X-Lax. No, dog I don't, I don't think I want to encourage the empty. No, you don't want him like f- propelled around the room by his shit. Yeah. Poor buddy. Poor buddy. Well, that's a downer to this podcast. Yeah, that's real sad. Now that we've talked about everything from It's a Wonderful Life to everything else. Yeah. No, I'm going to I'm gonna go home and look at my sick dog. One, one okay, quick last one. Yeah, yeah. I don't actually have an answer to this. Good. Um, your favorite Christmas horror movie. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't Christmas even have one. Movie. I don't even have one. Gee, but I know they make them. I mean, I guess, like, what, what consists is a Christmas horror movie? Like, Gremlins, I guess, technically is. I will say, you know what? Gremlins that, that is, is a goddamn Christmas movie. Because it happens a Christmas movie. Exactly. It happens a Christmas. It's a Christmas die Hard. movie. It's Die Hard exactly. is absolutely a Christmas movie. But I, I feel like something like he Black literally, Christmas. He, like, in, 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 in Die Hard, he literally kills, uh, what's his name at the end, by using ho-ho-ho tape to yeah. strap a gun to his back. Yeah, it's that a counts. Christmas movie. And it takes place at Christmas, yeah. yeah. Um, there's Jack Frost, which was that weird movie where it's like about the killer snowman. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Jack Frost was not about a killer snowman. Jack Frost was about, like, Gary Sinise. No, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton coming Dying back. and coming back to spend more time with his kids as a snowman. But there is a horror movie <laughs> called Jack Frost, and it is an evil snowman. It is I like the, the idea opposite. Of, of Michael Keaton just being horrifying. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just like quoting your dead movies. dad came back as a as, as a snowman. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hey, kids, I'm I'm some snowman now. I was afraid of Krampus. Um, I Krampus. A... I never seen the Krampus movie. I was afraid of um of 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 Jack Frost and Heat Miser in the old oh the the Rankin Bass um, Rankin Bass yeah the uh, old Rudolph movies. Did you see the live action version? No. Heatmeister and Cold... What is Heatmeister and Coldmeister? I think it is Coldmeister. Yeah. yeah. Coldmeister is Michael McKeon. Heatmeister is Alfie Feierstein. <laughs> just, just, just Google their song. It oh is... Oh my God. It is... They sing it and it's amazing. Ethan Supley, Supley is in it. Um... Um, Ethan Suppley, he's in a bunch of, uh, he was the, the, the dumb Nazi in American History X, and he was also in Mallrats. Beautiful. You dumb bastard. Oh. It's not a sailboat. Yeah. 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 That guy. Beautiful. Um, and, uh, and the, uh, the little person, I want to say, the little person from uh, Bad Santa, not Vincent, that's, that's, um. I know who you're talking about. I can't remember his name. Yeah. So he's in that. He was also in Seinfeld. Yes, he was. He yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. He was Kramer's friend in Seinfeld. Who I can't remember his name in Seinfeld either. And he was also um, uh, the uncle's friend, Uncle. I've forgotten his fucking name. God damn it! The uncle in um, Rescue Me. I, I was not a big Rescue Me guy. I know it's really good. No, 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 exactly. <laughs> it, That's the way I feel when I just finish 
a TV show everyone else has watched. Yeah. That was me with this. I know you're doing Sopranos now. That was me with Sopranos. I really wanted to talk about it 10 years after the show ended. Yeah. No one wanted to talk about it with me. Yeah. Same with The Wire and all those. They're like, yeah, sure. that was that was a good show, Zach. Well, if like, you want if you want to check in with The Sopranos 15 fucking years later next time. Oh, I will, dude. Because <laughs> it's such a good show. Yeah. I remember last time I tried to like recount something from The Sopranos, I called all the characters the wrong name. <laughs> like, did you mix the names up or did you yeah, just made, made names up? Made names up in my head. <laughs> okay, and Josh, so I should be able to help that. Uh, Josh, the co-producer, editor <laughs> yeah. on this show, was just like, who the fuck are you talking about in this? <laughs> and I was like, I, I know. Yeah. I fucked up. Yeah. I just saw the John Favreau episode. Where Chris Moltisanti puts puts him in like a headlock and he keeps teasing him. Yeah, and Janine Garofalo and San, uh, Sandra Bernhard are in the episode filming a movie. Again, it's these little it. moments I that love I completely it. forgot. There's an episode where Frank Sinatra Jr. is in is in one of the mafia uh, yeah. card games. Yeah, Frank and Robert Sinatra Patrick. Jr. The they just walk in and they're 2000. like, and they're like, is this Frank Sinatra Jr.? They're like, yeah, he, he plays cards with us. Yeah, Nancy Sinatra also makes an appearance in the show oh, later great. on. I know she's Lauren just, Bacall does. She's just there. She's just like singing. They're like, thanks, Nancy. That was great. It's like just to show that the Sinatras still hang yeah. out with old school mob folks, which is just great. That makes me so happy. Uh, and the funny thing is, remember Hesh, the Jewish gangster? Yeah, he Hesh. was one of the fire chiefs in Rescue Me. So that connection for me works just wonderfully. I love Hesh. Yeah. He's so good in that. He's so he's so magnanimous. It's yeah. solving problems. No, exactly. It was kind of like the while the Italian mobs are going at it, no one fucked with Hesh too yeah. bad. Yeah, Hesh yeah, was yeah. like, they're like, yeah, but keep Hesh happy. He's kind of exactly. like he's kind of like this string puller in the background. That, but not even string puller. Just like he's like the he's wise the man everyone he, goes yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Every, and when any of the Italian mafias are having problems, they go to Hesh and Hesh sorts it out. The wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're this. Yeah. And for helping you, I'm taking 10%. Exactly. Like, yeah. But I don't know. I just, the, it's weird. Out of the six seasons, there's a couple, like, spikes I remember. Um, the whole thing where he's, um, where he spends the, that one whole season in a coma dreaming. I remember that. that and I remember weird. thinking, like. That was pushing it. Did he have something else to do? Yeah, no, that was they, definitely pushing. But I remember, That was like, pushing it, but they definitely made up for it afterwards. Yes. So yeah. it was like, okay. This all wasn't for nothing. Yeah, yeah. This is why this was all happening. I trust you. You yeah. did good. You so, did good. Yeah. Right now, the big, the big, I guess the big bad is Armand DeSante. And that guy's a fucking psycho. Yeah. The first moment he gets on screen, mm-hmm. he breaks the guy's face with a fucking coffee pot. Dude. Jesus Christ. Dude, he is. It's Ricky. Ricky's his Rick, name in the, car- Richie, in the show? Richie. Richie. He's Yo. Jackie Aprile's brother. He's the worst. He gets together with Janice. Oh it's my like, god, I fucking hate. You. Again, love the actress. She's doing yeah. a great job. Oh yeah, I fucking hate that woman. Yeah. Did you ever watch True Blood? No. Tara's mother. She actually appears on. Oh, you know who Tara is. So one of the main characters' mother shows up, and she's one of these like, you know, Jesus will deliver. Like she's constantly ugh, Jesus, Jesus, ugh. Jesus, and she's actually in a bunch of the American Horror Stories. She's one of the actresses in Roanoke. I believe she portrays Angela Bassett, or Angela Bassett portrays her. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I I mean, if that's who is in it. Yeah. Great actress. Yeah. I hate the character. Oh, Oh, she's so so good good. to be like, every time she walks on the screen, it's like, so yeah, between the mother and Janice, it's just mother. I I think the mother's worse than Janice, personally. Janice, I understand her motivations. The mother, I'm just like, you're a sick piece of shit. You are a sick, demented human. Yeah, yeah. we should definitely. Whoever hasn't seen (laughs) Sopranos, you have a month and a half to watch all of Sopranos. Our next giant things is going to be a Sopranos recap 
we'll see you guys then. But Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Don't get mad at anyone who says Happy Holidays because dignified Ramadan. Yep. Happy Hanukkah. Joyous Kwanzaa. Happy Solstice. If you're Wiccan and are into Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. Boxing Day is coming up. Always good. Happy New Year. New Year. Um. Happy. Happy Wednesday, man. Hey, Wednesday. Wait. And you know what? Happy no. birthday to all you poor souls yeah. born uh, oh. between Christmas and New Year's. Happy birthday to you guys. Yeah. Happy good birthday. good luck. I hope I hope that you get gifts that are commiserate to both commiserate to both a birthday and Christmas. Yeah. And you don't get that asshole who's like, good to the business counts for both. I know. Fuck you people. Anybody that knows and loves somebody who has a birthday within two weeks, within a within Within, 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 yeah, within a couple of weeks. Within, a couple, within three weeks. Now, mind you, Christmas, as we're saying this, I've j- I combined uh, Laura's birthday and Christmas gift this year. <laughs> but, 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 isn't an amazing gift? It's an amazing gift. So there I'm you go. On a, I'm going to Paris. There you go. Which now she might not. Oh, yeah, Paris is on fire. That, that's a different thing. That's right. So now I have to actually look into this. I bought her a, we found a vacation, a very good deal for us nice. to go to Paris for a couple of days. And that, like, that's for sure. That's that enough. Passes. Exactly. That's enough but if to you combine. get her a DVD and you're like, it's your birthday and it's Christmas, fuck you. I know. Whoever's out there, well, first off, if you're still buying DVDs. Sorry. I, yeah, we're really sorry. Um, hope everything is okay. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, fuck you. At um, our show the other day, uh, we were giving out the rest of this, our CD inventory, just because yeah. we didn't have it. And I even said, I'm yeah. like, if you can, everyone take this, if you have a device to play it, yeah. I now, for the first time in my life, cannot play a CD. You can't play Anywhere a CD. in our house. I have nothing, I have nothing that plays CDs anymore. Jesus. Because I've gotten rid of all my CDs over the years, because yeah. I remember back, back when like MP3s became a big thing, I remember yeah. taking my whole music library, my hundreds of CDs, ripping everything, ripping everything, yeah. and putting it all in MP3s. And since then, I've lost that brick iPod that had all of my music. That was a sad day. That's a very sad day. I, like for me, Spotify is so important. Mm-hmm. I know it fucks over all of the artists, but I suddenly have all of my music back. Yeah, not all of it because there's still like you know indie bands and yeah, like I'm, I'm never gonna switch to band stream. I never have. No, I have so many like Nine Inch Nails bootlegs. Exactly, that like, and that's my thing. So I still have yeah. some of them, but I remember the day where I had one of those old the the iPod that was like a brick. Yeah, and I, I had you know ten thousand songs on it or something yeah. crazy. And the day that died, I was unprepared for it. Sure. I had already gotten rid of my CDs because I had moved into my dorm, got rid of all my stuff, like pared everything down. What do you do? I didn't That's have music. Oh it was God. rough. It was yeah. rough. It was super rough. I still have the iPod. I think it's the iPod Classic. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what, and that's what it was. Yeah. It was like the iPod, It was this giant, like eight hundred and sixty gig. Yeah, hundred and sixty yeah. gig thing, and that's what I had. Fourteen ish thousand. Full music library. Everything. Everything I ever had was on that thing. But now, putting a hundred and eighty gig onto a two hundred and fifty six gig iPhone, like I, less and less, I see a reason yeah. to have the iPod. The thing is, when I go to the gym, I wear these speakers. I wear these headphones that. They smell like a homeless man's penis. Of course. Because I'm sweating directly into them for like 30 minutes at a time. Of course. I'm not doing that to my That's why I started using... that's why I started using earbuds because I sweat too easily. I, I love over-ear headphones. Yeah. I will sweat no matter what time of year. I'll sit there and sweat because my ears give off too much heat, I guess. Sure, and, and you're just, just boxing them in. Even now, yeah. like, I'm, I always yeah, use the small, I always give you the bigger headphones, and I wear the smaller ones just so the bottom of my ears can hang out. And sure. I get a little less And hot. see, this is the one thing I'll say that I think voiceover has changed my, my uh, genetics a little bit. 
I'm fine with these. I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable wearing headphones for hours at a time. Good. It's, it's bizarre. I've gotten Good. used to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I just need better. I just need... They may, the problem is they don't really make ventilated headphones because they need to, they need they need to be completely it. soundproof. So yeah. it's like... It's, yeah, there's it's it's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. we're coming to it. We're going to figure it all out. But anyway, yeah, merry all yes. the holidays. Merry everything. Have good, uh, have we love happy. you, and we will see you in the new year yeah. uh, for our Sopranos recap. Episode. Yeah, fucking amen. So you have about you have about eight or nine weeks to watch all the Sopranos. Exactly, and you might as well uh, <laughs> throw a season of The Wire on because we'll probably, not because we'll, the HBO World The Wire and Oz will probably sneak into our conversation somehow because exactly. everyone's in all of those shows. Pretty much, yeah. And then I'm talking crossover. about the first season of Treme. And I was the only one who watched it. All right. What a downer that show was. Holy Dude, that was fucking shit. saddest thing ever. Oh, wow. It was the only TV show I've ever watched where I did not watch. I loved the first season. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, let me start the second season. I said, no, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. This, this, this is just too this sad. This can only get worse. There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Great show. But See you later. Thank oh. you for the first season. I was thoroughly depressed. Could not watch the next two or three seasons that came out because yeah. it was rough. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everyone, and happy holidays, everyone. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, we had a great time. It's been a phenomenal year. I love you all so incredibly deeply. Please follow us on all the social medias at Zach Miko, Z-A-C-H-M-I-K-O, and at Facebook.com slash Big Things Pod. Email us at Zach and Josh at BigThingsPod.com. If you need anything, have an amazing holiday. I love you so, so much. And until next time, go out into the world and do big things. Oh.